Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Welcome to the top five of death. Where listeners vote and everyone dies. Listen and die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 of Death. I'm your host, Matthew Bistany. I'm here with Fro. Oh, yeah. Uh, Miss, uh, Miss Froze-Elizabeth? Elizabeth. 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 Uh, <laughs> I'm here with Fro, as always. Fro's always here. Uh, also joining us this week, who's someone who's also majority of the time here, Logan. Majority of the time? You're not here every week. Yeah. This is three in a row, though. First time ever. Right, so I mean, I would say majority of the time. Okay, you you and uh, I'll put it this way, I I think you do a, like maybe a handful more episodes than Cat does. It's essentially the third is always your cat. I'm catching up to Cat, I think, in total episodes for sure. Right, and that's because the majority of the time you're you're the third. Not that it's any reason, but for this week, Logan was the go-to. Uh, but also joining us this week is someone who's been on the show before and is very. Uh, very well versed in the topic of today, and I wanted to have him on because I want to have him on anyway. He's a friend of mine, Mr. Sam Haddix. Well, let me tell you something, Matt. Oh, are we uh, not friends? <laughs> oh, listen up, Jack. Oh, wow, he's really lacing into me. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a day full of uh, full of Hulk Hogan terminology for me. Oh, well, let's um, let's leave one terminology off the show. <laughs> no, I'll let him do it. Uh, as, as long as you do it in a Hulk Hogan impression, Fro's going to let it slide. <laughs> okay, let's get ready. <laughs> um, Everyone, I think, I think turn he's your talking volume the, down. <laughs> I think he's talking about the pythons, brother. Brother. Because there's nothing else you could be talking about when Absolutely. it comes to Hulk Hogan and Fro. Yeah, no controversy there. Uh, you, but, you saw him on stage with uh, Titus O'Neil last night. He's uh, fine. I was just about to say, he's everything's been cleared. He's... he's uh, it's in everyone's good graces. That was yesterday. So, uh, but yeah. So this week we're doing a draft episode. We haven't done one in a little tiny bit. We do them from time to time. Uh, but we're doing top five WrestleMania match draft. So we'll get into that later on in the show. But we got to go through some housekeeping. We got some deaths to dole out. I won last week. Uh, we might as well just jump right into the death, and then we can do a little check-in roundtable stuff. Sure. Uh. So I won the versus episode last week, and Logan and Fro were on it. Real quick, yeah. What's you up? Fucking, real okay. quick, before yeah, you do sure, it. sure, sure. You know, I get a little bit of a fucking bone to pick with fucking Andrew Bowen. Oh, okay. Chill out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I did not ruin the episode. Okay, I punched it up minimally. Okay. Fro hasn't ruined an episode in years. Thank you. That, well, uh, that used to be I, his I gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, man, chill out with your fucking one out of five. Eat shit, Andrew Bowen. Yeah, fuck. I think That's he it. has a valid point because no. it was kind of like it was a good episode, and then at the end, you know, it was just that whole analogy of you're getting a blowjob, and she pops it out and just make you come on your own chest. That's what you did to Andrew. Wait, what? Because <laughs> he was he was into the episode. He's like, this is a great episode. Then your goddamn luchador door thing. He just, you know, they popped oh, the dick I, out of the mouth and, you know, I came you. on his own chest. I edged him. 
you, you no ed- edging is edging is like a whole thing. It's which people you know seek out. Oh, I I, I ruined the orgasm. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think yes. there's yeah. a better term for it. Um, okay. You didn't let Maybe. Andrew Bowen get the nut that he wanted. Yeah, I suppose you're a nut ruiner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll take that. You're like but popcorn. You know you're busted nuts. Oh, shut up, Andrew Bowen. Your fucking reviews. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Go away. I think we asked him to do it. I know. <laughs> I think we, we put him in charge of that. He keep, to review? He keeps us honest, yeah. He doesn't keep me honest. Well, you're a big liar. Big liar. Yeah. I'm like Frankie Muniz, right? Wasn't he a big fat liar? I don't know. I'm not a big Frankie Muniz head. <laughs> so I can't. You don't follow his racing career? He races? Yeah, it's either NASCAR or F1. I don't remember which so one. So the fact that you I know he had that a head injury, yeah, huh? Didn't he have a head injury where he doesn't remember anything for like the last day or something? He, he's got fifty-first date damage. Or Does something. he really? That I don't know. Um, what? Well, that that uh that movie Memento. That's about Frankie Muniz, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's Muniz. It's a biopic. <laughs> it's a biopic. Good. <laughs> hey, Andrew Bowen, write that fucking joke from Matt. Write what joke from Matt? What was it, Munez toe? He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, okay. You don't need to so rate good, it. So good I'm choking on my coffee right now. It's objectively good. You don't you don't rate facts. Uh <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I won last week. Uh the verse uh versus movie episode, Logan and Tro were also on it. So I'm gonna uh I need a little help on this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch you all I'm gonna pitch you all a movie, a versus movie between Logan and Fro. Uh, however, I need all right. Give me just give me like a movie genre to to, to base this in. Black exploitation. Black exploitation. All right, so here we go. Black exploitation. Uh, so there's a movie. It, it, it stars Logan versus. It's called Logan versus Fro, and it's a black exploitation film from the 70s. Uh, f- opening scene. Right. We have Fro. He's got a big ass afro. He's got a black leather jacket on like a full like all the way down to his shins leather jacket however on the inside of his shirt he's wearing uh sweatpants and a gray sweatshirt and sweatpants right so he's got the black leather jacket big ass afro so it's like a duster right yeah it's like a duster yeah okay so that's the opening scene we just see fro standing there then here comes logan okay logan uh is operating a uh a pho cart that he carries around, and he says, "Sir, you look like you could enjoy some pho." And I Fro was says, "Really expecting to pull out an Asian accent there? I don't know why." Well, you don't have an Asian accent, so no. But like, <laughs> I'm we're in black exploitation. I thought this was gonna go full board, but okay. All right, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, let's see. How quickly do I want this show to end? Um, <laughs> so, all right, so Logan comes up, right? So Logan comes and goes. Hey, sir, you look like you could enjoy some pho. And then uh, Fro goes, what you mean? I could join some fuck. And uh, F- Logan says, I'm sorry, sir. My assistant, uh, Ping Pong. <laughs> we'll get it. <laughs> so he goes, uh, Ping Pong. And he claps his hands. And uh, then this little <laughs> tiny two, <laughs> two foot, uh, this two foot man came running out the back of the car. And he's got no, a. No, he pi- shuffles. He shuffles. His yeah, feet like, don't pick up <laughs> off the ground. You know, <laughs> comes running over. And uh, he's got a big, he's, the bowl of pho is bigger than ping pong, okay? So he's carrying it on his head, and uh, he hands it to, to Fro. Fro's like, damn, that's some good pho. 
And uh, he, he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a shiny nickel and he flings it in the air to Ping Pong. And Ping Pong uh, takes it and he bites it and he, he scuttles back off into the cart where he, uh, Ping Pong belongs. So uh, so Logan says, sir, that'll be ten ninety five. And Fro says, what you mean ten ninety five, cracker? And Logan says, sir, I am of Vietnamese descent. I will not respond to that slur. So if you're going to slur my name, use a proper one. <laughs> so then uh, Fro, Fro says, I don't know no Vietnamese slur. And then that that's the end of that scene. That's the end of that <laughs> scene. And then the, the next scene picks up, okay? And then it's, so now fast forward, it's the middle of the movie. Fro and Logan are, they've just robbed a bank. They've robbed a bank. They've become friends. Uh, Fro convinced Logan to rob a bank. Uh, because it is in Fro's nature to rob things, and it's uh, it's Logan's nature to be docile. So <laughs> that is what happens there. So now they're in a car chase. They're being chased by the cops, and all of a sudden, uh, Logan is so stressed, he's driving, and Fro's like, drive, motherfucker, drive! And Logan's like, I, I can't. I'm too nervous. He's like, well, then put on some music, says Fro. So he puts on some music, and um, it's just uh, it's it's talk radio. It's AM talk radio. And no one really likes it, so they just turn off the radio. That's the end of that scene. Uh, <laughs> moving <Okay>. forward, <laughs> now it's the end of the movie. It's Logan versus Fro. Uh, Logan turns state's witness against Fro uh, because Logan's a little bitch, and uh, at the, th- the mere threat of of being in trouble from his days of being a Jehovah's Witness, he was so terrified of of authority that he immediately turned himself in and he said, "I know who did it. It was Fro." Uh, and so now. They're having this big climactic moment where it's it's the the courtroom scene and the the, the lawyer the prosecution who's prosecuting Fro says, uh, "Mr. Vo, could you point to the man in this room who robbed the bank?" And he points at Fro, and Fro is so upset that his only friend in the world just ratted him out. That Fro gets up and he runs at the desk before he could do there uh, before he can get to Logan uh, at the the testimony booth uh a a bailiff played by uh manute bull uh he pulls out a gun and he goes stop right there and he, he shoots fro in the chest and then the judge goes damn the judge is played by chris tucker and <laughs> he's like come on man can't be shooting no people in my courtroom that's chris tucker by the way uh then the, the prosecuting lawyer um the, he says he says uh uh, uh, Deborah. He's played by the big guy from Ray. Everyone loves Raymond, right? Yeah, we know. And uh, but then the, uh, here's a twist, right? So that's played by the big guy from Everybody Loves Raymond. But the defense, uh, Fro's lawyer is played by Raymond. He's like, "Come on, Deborah," and that's uh, then the credits roll, and then that's that's the end of the movie. Also, post credit scene, right? Stinger, uh. It's back in the courtroom. Fro's bleeding out. He's almost dead. But before he does it, he he like uh, Logan runs over to Fro uh, to embrace him as he dies. Fro uh, with two fingers pokes Logan in the throat, severs his windpipe, and then they uh, they both collapse. But before they do that, um, they sixty nine each other in front of everybody, and they're just choking on. Well, Logan's choking on a dick. Fro Fro has. Logan's dick and balls in his mouth at the same time. Um, 
Okay. And that's so, so just to be just to be clear, the stinger scene sets up another film. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it sets up the fallout of two friends who. Um, well, no, they they eventually they eventually die blowing each other. I see. Right, and then I Chris finally Tuck- die on the show. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can die every show. Uh, also, <laughs> second stinger, right? So that's the mid credit scene. Then the last, the last stinger, right? Everything rolls. The credits roll. You see that like filmed in Georgia because that's like where everything gets filmed. You see that like Georgia peach little emblem, and um, there's a light, like a post, a full post credit scene, and then it's the it's the the fuck cart, and who comes out the back? Ping pong, and he's pissed, and he 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 has like a a, a hand rolled cigarette in his mouth. And he, uh, he flicks it. He, he's walking out all badass, and he flicks it at the camera as he walks away. And then he gets into um, another cart, but this cart sells ramen, and then that's it. And who's pushing the other cart? That's that's the next film. <laughs> that's the next film. These are the questions that need to be answered, Matt. Well, next versus episode, <laughs> we'll have to find out where, uh, who's, whose cart Ping Pong got into. Wow. Yeah, that's the depth. It- there used to be applause at this point. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Oh, yeah, there used to be. That's right. Did that we used to clap for each other? Clap for me, bitch! Yeah. That's Please clap. <laughs> Please clap. Uh, so those are the deaths. That was great. I'm, I'm awesome. Everything's wonderful. Um, Pro. What? What's new? How was, how was your week? <clears throat> uh, my... Did I talk about the old lady uh, yeah. some dementia? Yeah, last week. Let me listen to my mom's voicemail. Okay, yep. So that that's a thing. Talk still to my landlord about it. Uh, no, she. Well, the EMT came the other day twice within like two hours, um, and they took her the second time to uh, in the in the ambulance. So that was a relief. Um, Has she been back? I don't know. I haven't seen her. Uh, sometimes she's gone for a week because uh, they do take her. Uh, wow. So it's fine with me. I mean. Like I said, praying for a swift death. Um, I got a second thing. I got a question, actually, for you that's kind of along with what happened during my week. Me? So, any of, any of you. Okay. Um, uh, Sam, what do you do for work exactly? Uh, I'm a photographer, uh, slash I'm unemployable. Okay. <laughs> so do you do you like communicate? I'm assuming you communicate with people via email. Then a, a ton of that's most of what a, a job of a photographer is is emails. Oh, okay, so <clears throat> I have a question for you because I got into a thing with my supervisor. Um, would you say that if you were to address an email uh, with "hello, hello, so and so," is that uh, condescending? No. It, it, Oh no no! I totally I totally hear where you're coming from. Like hello, fro. Like <laughs> yeah, if I was fucking Newman, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but but here's the question: Is how old is the person writing this email? I'm writing the email to a coworker, and and you would say hello. In, I in say hello, whoever. It's uh yeah, it could come across as as condescending if if it depends on who's reading it. They can put any inflection in your voice that they want to. Um, in what goddamn world is hello so and so condescension? <laughs> what uh, condescending seems, and combative? Combative? I I totally get that. It seems too formal for an email. Really? Yeah. It seems too formal for an email. Unless you're writing it to like 
a company like hello sir or madam to whom it may concern like blah 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 if you're writing to anyone it's going to be like hey jim exclamation point like i noticed that blah 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 like what, the, what a it, what a low low grade professional email that would be to me <laughs> tr- that's, that's how i feel i was told to write uh hi hi whoever hi is fine See, I've never written hi once in my entire professional career being hi, Bob. You know, that's not me. I don't know Bob. And, right. Um, like, I've never physically seen this person. He's a higher up, way higher up than me. So, hello, Bob. Blah, 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 blah. And I got shit for writing hello. And it, I was so furious when I was told that I was in the wrong. I was like, what the fuck world is this? What? How? I don't and understand to, how and you to can be, be told wrong. it was combative and condescending. I'm like, how is that condescending? I it, I w- wouldn't automatically go in that direction, but I can see how someone would misinterpret it um, because of the type of inflection that they could they could put on it. Um, yeah, but, again, that that person has to have a problem in the first right, place. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's there's absolutely no way that in a in a neutral setting that is viewed as condescending or combative okay and another question are you writing the email originally or are you responding to an email uh is this the first email in the chain or that i don't specifically remember where it was i think i may have been responding um i'm not sure first yeah go ahead i was gonna say because i I always try to match the, the person's greeting back to me um um you know what I'm logged in right now. Let's see what the hell it was. <laughs> Sup, bitch. <laughs> How's that? Um, yeah, I don't. Hit I don't with a two, two it may concern. I never do a two. Uh, no, because I don't need to do that with a, a work thing. Um, I would. I would say the most combative is just the person's name with a comma after it. Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's just been like Phil, comma. Right. Stop. <laughs> End of email. <laughs> Uh, this person does not address anybody who they're speaking to. They just start typing? Yes. I think that's pretty rude. <laughs> I think that's weird. Yeah. That's a, is, 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 that's like, uh, imagine this, right? I know it's email, but imagine I just walked up to you and I was just like, today we got to go to the park. Just like, like you haven't seen hello, me all day. Hello first, to you I, too. I just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's so fucking... <laughs> Nonetheless... This is my uh, this is my day the other day, and I was furious for the rest of the day. <laughs> I, I would was be so too. fucking mad. I was like, "What?" I'm mad like, as well, <clears throat> and I think I'm also mad because I'm assuming is it the yeah 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 yeah. It's, it's, so if also that so fucking wrong. Tell, I'm gonna uh, I'm, I, now. I'm mad. Now I'm mad because that's one. I because I, I Fro and I know who this person is. A, is a, a friend of ours, and. uh I just want to be like, listen, fuckface. I also work <laughs> in like corporate America, and I could tell you, maybe, maybe even more of a, 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 a more of an elite level of corporate than you do. And every fucking email has a greeting like that from everyone because everyone's nice. Everyone's nice yeah. to each other. I didn't, I didn't follow up, but hey, fuck, uh, you know, hello, so and so, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I was livid. I was so bullshit i got up went to my wife and i was like what the fuck is this i was furious and also there's like a way better way to handle that too because it's like let's say that this supervisor of yours uh 
is privy to information that the person on the receiving end interpreted it that way, then like you go, hey, just to let you know, for some reason this person like interprets this greeting in this way. So like if you email them again, just leave it off. Like that's that's one thing. But to be like, generally speaking, this is combative and, and uh, it's condescending. That's it, essentially how it was put out. It was like, no, hello in general is just a combative way. He's, oh, that's, he's, that's nuts. He's 100% wrong. And also, he has the personality of a fucking rock. So <laughs> I don't want to hear it. He's, he's, he's the most unwarm person on earth. If he wants to talk about condescending, he should like check himself real fast on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I just I can, needed some validation on this because I, I was like, I can't be wrong on this. There's no fucking way. I'm willing to die on a hill, but I like, <laughs> <clears throat> like, I am not wrong that hello is not combative. No, certainly not in a general way. I can see how someone can interpret it, but it, it is up to that person to have a general personality flaw with themselves first. Before. <laughs> yeah, if, that's the, if somebody <laughs> takes it that way, they're a fucking idiot yeah. and they should not be higher than me and getting paid more than me. That's like right. you walking into a convenience store and then there's somebody in the aisle and you go, he's walking and I go, hello. And then they go, what the fuck did you say to me? And then <laughs> like you go, what? And you go, you just say hello to me? And you go, yeah. Like, what do you fucking know me? Like, that's that's <laughs> this you situation. Know me? <laughs> you don't fucking I, know me. Say I hello was, to me. Well, then I, I asked him. I'm like, if I if I saw you on the street, I was like, oh, hello, uh, whatever, you know, Tom. And he's like, yeah, I would think if you said my. And he said, if you said my name after, yes, I would think that was combative. I was like, what? He's a goddamn fool. I want to I, just find where he is. Just a, you know what? What the fuck? I'm gonna text him right now and just say, do hello. not text him. <laughs> I, Do I was not. Just, I've just been flipping through some emails as well, trying to pull up emails from like bigger companies that I've been working with. And every every email so far I found has been "Hi Sam," the their response to me. So like, no one's used "Hello," no one's used "Hey," no one used an exclamation point except for myself. <laughs> um, but "Hi" so and so seems to be the go to non combative. I don't know. I just feel like I, corporate America. It's like, and I get it. It's like it's. It's very old school, but like that's just how it's just a normal, very blah beginning of an email. Logan, you got a, a, a way in here? Is the exclamation point common? Because I work in a factory. Like, I don't send work <laughs> emails and shit. But if someone said, like, hello, Logan with an exclamation point, I'd be like, mm, you're a little abrasive there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're trying <laughs> real too hard. Strong. Yeah, you don't too know me. Yeah, pull it back. Pull you it don't back. know me. Pull it back, a comma, and you know, a greeting is fine. But an exclamation I'll, point, I'd be turned off immediately. I'll throw a thank you with an exclamation point at times when somebody does something for me. I'm cool with uh, that. I also, I say hello, name, all the fucking time. And no one has once batted an eye at me, ever. Uh, okay, thank thank God. There's been other instances where it's like, yeah, it's really harsh how you're putting it. I'm like, what? It's just, it's fucking straightforward. I'm not, ah, uh, ah. Uh. I'm sure every listener is like, oh, okay, well, I'm done. I, I know we're 25 <laughs> minutes into the episode, but we should really be talking about the ending of emails. <laughs> that I get uh, a little tripped up on. <laughs> I don't put kind regards. I don't do thank you. I don't do sincerely. It's just dash my name. Mine With says, all the love in the world, yeah. fro. <laughs> With dick in hand, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> See attached. <I'll> <laughs> I like that. That's funny. What a That's fuck. funny. Oh, I was so fucking livid. No, I'm mad. Uh, yeah. Because he's so proxy. fucking... Oh, God. Fuck him. He, the thing that pisses me off is like he, he passes himself as like fucking a know-it-all and everything. He's so socially fucking inept. It's... Oh, God. 
Goddamn Peter. Oh, almost his name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> eh, fuck it. Just, uh, we'll just call him um, the man who lives under the far cart. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> been that's fun. been my uh, couple days. It's ah, now kinda, I'm mad. Logan, it's been how's your week been? Uh, it's it's fine. I bought a new bed online. It's shipping. There's nothing special going on What'd in you my get? life. Um, okay, okay. Is that a mattress or a bed frame? Metra, mattress. I already had the bed frame in, in okay. Box Spring. Okay, okay. Yeah, it, maybe it's okey, okey. I don't know. It's O-K-I, O-K-I. Oh. Okey, okey. It's definitely okey, okey. I don't, I don't speak Asian languages. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Is this going to come in a tube? <laughs> uh, I hope. It rolled up <laughs> in a Maybe in a box in a, in a tube. Yeah, I got to yep. roll it. Yep. And this is going to inflate. I'll let y'all know. Yeah, let me know because I'm on the I'm on the prowl for a new mattress. Yeah, I was like, I got stimmy money. Let's get a new Stim- mattress in this bitch. Can, can I let you all in on on a new mattress scheme that I a very good friend of mine has? Uh, I don't want to say committed, but I guess committed. <laughs> sure. So um, I think this was with the purple mattress. So you order it online, it comes, and there's like a three hundred day you know money back guarantee or something like that. Whatever it yeah. is, ninety days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. He decided that the one that he got was too firm and calls him up and they're like, okay, that's fine. We'll come take it back. And, you know, he's like, I'll order a new one. And so the people that come to take it back, they don't just bring it back to the factory. Like they have to donate those mattresses. Yeah. Um, and essentially they, they donate it to some company who pays like a certain amount for them. It's like a, it, they get them at like a huge discount. It's like 400 bucks, 500 bucks or something where the mattress is, you know, $2,500 or whatever stupid price it is. Um, and so. The guys come to get the mattress and they're pulling it out. And my friend of mine goes, how, how much are you going to sell that for? Can I buy it off you right now cash? And the people coming to take the mattress said, sure. And so he gave them, you know, 500 bucks cash, kept that old mattress and got the, the refund for it at the same time <laughs> and ordered a new one. So he wound up with two mattresses for like four or $500 more than the cost of one mattress. I would not be ballsy enough to fucking pull that off. Oh, he's, he's a ballsy motherfucker. That's right. for sure. What's the harm in asking the question? That's right? true. Yep. That's, I think that's his philosophy on life is, uh, Hey, you know. that's not, that, you know what? It's not a bad philosophy. Right. Yeah, and he had, he had just moved into a new house. So he had to fill up like rooms with furniture and he's like, I think I can get two mattresses this way. <laughs> In case one, so I can use one for fun and the other one for sleeping. Yes, one's a business. <laughs> yeah. One's a business mattress. Hello, mattress. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm, not gonna, sorry, sorry. I'm not going to tolerate that form of hate speech on this show. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, Sam, what's new? Oh goodness, uh, a lot. I literally, when you uh, Matt texted me last night to say like, "Hey, do you want to be on tomorrow's episode?" And I said, Matt, I need a nap right now. Um, (laughs) I literally just got back from driving uh, 26 straight hours from Tampa. Um, I've had five Monster Energy drinks uh, since 8 a.m. yesterday, and my heart's about to, like, leap out of my chest. Uh, So we had had a fun trip down to to Tampa for work slash slash fun. Went to Disney with with masks, which was wild. Um, Yeah, how was that? Are you... It, you know what? Better than you'd expect. Cool. Um, yeah, because you you're socially distanced, even in line, you're masked up. Everything is like there's hand sanitizer everywhere, um, and most of the stuff that uh, would involve group uh, meetings or whatever, like um, most of the restaurants, um, most of the 
uh, shows and fireworks. Like there's none of that. Um, so it's different. It's a little bit different, but um, definitely not as uh, scary as I expected. Being from the north, I think they take COVID a lot more seriously up here. And going down to Florida is kind of like you've gone back to 2019 where it simply n- never happened. Hell yeah. Um, now we're, now we're <laughs> talking. Is, That's where I want to be. It's, oh, it's pretty wild. It's its own fucking world anyways. It really is. It is pretty wild. Um, but the Disney part was was cool. Um and other than that, uh, yeah, I've just been getting a lot of work done. I uh, there, We rented a house on the way down in Georgia, and there was a tornado about Whoa. 100 miles away from the house. Um, Could you so see luckily it? We, 100 miles we couldn't, away? Well, we couldn't see it, but we were certainly feeling the repercussions for it. The house, wow. was, on, house was on a river, um, and we did some some photographing around the river like the day before. It was great. It's about like a seven-foot drop down from the bank by the house to where the water is uh and then the following day when the tornado hit the water came up over the top came all the way up to the house and also flooded out the only bridge uh that could get to or from the house <laughs> the only bridge out of town yes exactly so uh that was exciting uh and a little scary but uh but we survived and hey we're back and ready for wrestlemania weekend yeah there you go <laughs> um that's wild yeah i'm going to disney in may um so I was just more concerned. I'm, my my only concern. I'm not. I'm not nervous about any like the, the COVID stuff. Uh, I'm more concerned about like the level of comfort of the mask and the heat because it was a little warm yesterday. Yeah, and I was wearing a mask. And I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. But I think my mask kind of sucked, and also I still have like a pretty long beard. So mm-hmm. when I get rid of the beard and I have probably a better mask, I think it'll probably be negligible. Did you have any like a? Uh, what do you think about a mask in the Florida heat? You you should you should definitely bring a couple masks um, because you you just don't know like how it's going to be after six hours seven hours or whatever in the park. Um, so I I brought my like proper Under Armour mask the first day and I felt like I was going to pass away by the end mm. of it. Um, <laughs> but but the the second day I wore just like a disposable you know paper mask and it was much better. Yeah, I um, think I'll bring some of those. Yeah, you definitely bring that. Oh, and when you go there, they obviously sell a billion masks. I, I wanted to buy a Haunted Mansion mask, um, which is dope, but they only had it in child sizes. So cut off pieces of your face. I, you know what? Didn't think of that. That's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll probably buy some masks, even though I hope to not need them next year. But whatever, they're right. part of history at this point. Yeah. And especially if you get a Haunted Mansion yeah. mask, how long do you think they're going to make those for? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is a good mm-hmm. point. That is actually a really good point. Now I feel like I need to buy more commemorative masks. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. My week's fine. I had nothing really to uh, report for me. Very standard week. Uh, that's, uh, that's about it. So let's get into... So we're going to get into the episode. We're doing the draft, right? The draft is always fun. We're all wrestling fans. Some probably... I think, Sam, you're probably the most current wrestling fan. Um I I'm or whatever, right there but too. oh yeah, okay. Logan's I think currently active with right, right, right. That's true. That's true. Um, <clears throat> did everyone watch Mania last no. night? No, Fro, you did not. No, I don't. Give I a did while I was at work. <laughs> Fro, you did. Sam, you did. I definitely did. I was really excited to see people in the audience. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. what a what a nice. That made it a lot better. I watched it as well. Yeah. Uh, no, I did not watch it. Yeah, I I heard you. Oh, I thought you said I did. <laughs> no. 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 Hello, Fro. Anyway. Hi. Um, hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, 
So yeah, real quick, WrestleMania Night One. What'd you, what did everybody think, Logan? What'd you think? No spoilers. Uh, I, I won't. I won't say anything spoiler. Uh, better than I expected because I was looking forward more to Night Two than Night One. Um, but Night One had had some very positive stuff. I was uh, the Bad Bunny thing went a lot better than I expected. Yeah, I would yeah, agree to that. He was he was pretty good. I mean, yeah, I cannot stand his music. Um, yeah. so I thought it's the trash. entire. His entire involvement was cringy to begin with, but then he was actually decent in the ring. I, I would say probably best WrestleMania celebrity appearance. appearance. Um, probably not overall best celebrity involvement, but best WrestleMania one, I think. Yeah, I would I would agree. Also, man, that whole... that So I haven't been watching wrestling. I, I, knew, I, I know what's going on kind of from, from afar, but that whole promo package before, before that match... Who Damian Priest is such a fucking afterthought to that whole match. Yeah. And he stinks anyways. I was gonna say, good, because he's so fucking boring. He's a, like a he's like a tall, lanky, boring person. Who definitely used to be fat. Oh yeah. Tell. Yeah, he's got them <laughs> he's got those uh fat tits. I'm not thinking about the tits, but his stomach is like he's a sad face stomach. Womp <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't like him in Ring of Honor as Punisher Martinez, and I was surprised when he got picked up. Yeah, um, people were like losing their minds when he got picked up by uh, NXT, and I was like, okay, I don't know anything about this wrestler, uh, his previous work. And then I saw him, I was like, this is the fucking big deal. Like, he's this a big dude, he's just tall. this dude is boring. Yeah, that, he's tall and he's not even big. Like he's just kind of tall. Yeah, he doesn't have that like big cast kind of feel. Um, it's not like Drew McIntyre. So, so no. is he, Drew McIntyre is he, a monster. He's a whole different <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah, I love true. it. Is, is he Cuban? Is that his? I think he's Puerto Rican, isn't he? Puerto, Puerto uh, Rican. Cuban. No, you're right. Oh. You're right. That, so that's so that's why they stuck him with Bad Bunny, right? Because Bad Bunny is also Puerto Rican. So one of my favorite commentary things I picked up from yesterday was like they're talking about uh, Bad Bunny being good in the ring, and I forgot who it was, but they were like. You know, he's from the streets of Puerto Rico, so yes. he knows a thing or two about fighting. I was like, oh, oh okay. It's those violent Puerto Rican street youths. I like, that's all I could think about was like, what a, what a, like a, a hey, broad the brush. Los They're Puerto Rican. Sabio <laughs> Vega. He knows shit. Yeah, I know. But to assume that just because you, you live in Puerto Rico, <laughs> you're like. All Puerto Ricans I, are like Sabio Vega. All right. I didn't know that. No, I, I, thought win, exactly, I thought exactly the same thing when I heard that comment. It was unbelievable. <laughs> they win, they win uh, strap strap matches all the time. Yeah, they beat Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> what a sign. So, so, so Fro, I don't, I'm not going to give any spoilers because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not about that. But there's one highlight that I do want you to keep an eye out for. And for the listeners at home, maybe that have Peacock but aren't interested in, um, in wrestling, this, is, this is just got me. just got me in the funny bone just the right way. I don't know if you noticed uh, either Logan or Matt uh, in the very first match, the Drew McIntyre match. He does a um. Is that's the, the move first called, match? That's yeah. the first match. Oh um, shit! Uh, the move is called a plancha. Is that right? They flip yeah. mm-hmm. over the top rope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you watch in the slow motion replay, the tip of his dick catch, <laughs> ca- catches the top rope, and you can see it flick <laughs> in slow motion, and. Man, I was hoping the commenters would would say like you got some extra torque on that one, or like <laughs> call attention to it in some way. But it got me in the right way, and I was cry laughing for for too long afterwards. I can tell you from experience that fucking hurts. <laughs> that is one of the worst things that I ever felt when I did the like 
wrestling seminar that I went to. My God, those ropes are so tight. And when it brushed up against my dick, I thought it was pulled <laughs> off my body. Uh, it's brutal. So I hope it's still active for Drew. Fuck, fuck that. The um, No, one thing I, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I didn't have the ability to rewind or anything. Did, uh, during the, the tag match with like Lana, yep. uh, could you see her nipples? Yep. <laughs> okay, that I didn't make that up. No, that was uh, Dana Brooke. Um, oh, Dana Brooke, okay. Yeah, she she had one come out. She looks awful, by the way. She is very, <laughs> very difficult to look at. Uh-huh. Um, and man, it's got to be so tough because the industry, it's just like, yeah, you have a finite window where you're going to be attractive enough to like be a part of this and like anything, you know, beyond that, like you're you're done. So a lot of those girls get a lot of plastic surgery and Dana Brooke is unrecognizable um, from even a few years ago. She looks Oh my god, terrible. she looks rough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and then uh, the the outfits that they put her and uh, Mandy in were not meant to be wrestled in by any means. Uh, so that's the, hence the, uh, the, the, the tit slippage, yeah. um, which actually happened twice. Um, and I don't, they'll probably, they'll probably cut it out of the replay or whatever, but, um, yeah, the feed cuts black for like a millisecond afterwards. Cause that's all the, the leeway that they have to work with to, uh, to edit that out. Yeah. I'm looking at the clip of it right now. The, um, <laughs> titty. Oh, damn. That's a, that's a titty right there. <laughs> Yo girl, you titty. Um, last thing I'll say. So. Yeah, I thought it was actually pretty. Good. I thought the I thought it was actually pretty good. The pay per view as a, as a whole. Um, Carmella the, had a nip slip as well, apparently. Oh, all right. But um, <laughs> the the main event, fucking solid. That yeah. was a. That was, I agree. That was a. What, in, what was the main event? Uh, Bianca uh, Belair versus uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Sasha. It was a. It was a. It was great. It was a great main event. Um, Especially because obviously the they have a lot on their shoulders, being you know w- women wrestlers headlining a WrestleMania, but they crushed it. They absolutely fucking crushed it. It was good. It it was really good. I wish it went like five more minutes because yeah. then it would have been like even better. I feel. Yeah, I think they definitely could have too, for sure. Is Bianca? Uh, well, is, since you're praising it, I'm assuming she's she's definitely more solid in the ring. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because I I was a she's big barrier when I was watching. Uh, and I was like, this girl's going to be a big deal. But when she was in NXT going for the NXT women's title, I forget who she faced. I definitely tell, I could tell she needed a bit more seasoning because she wasn't like at that main event level yet. She has a couple nuances that just don't work. Uh, but if you're praising it, it sounds like it's pretty good. Yeah, it was good. I thought they were going to lose it at the beginning because they were like, she was crying. Like, cause they're like the mm-hmm. emotions of like that moment. I was like, ah, oh, don't. Don't mm-hmm. be careful. I, I understand, but you gotta you gotta put the show on. But it was it was a good match. Yeah, and she is strong as hell. It's she really unbelievable mm-hmm. the stuff that she can do. Um and, and also, I mean, physique wise, like she has abs. And for any woman to, to have abs is very impressive, but she has incredibly defined abs. Um especially so in the wrestling world since they can't work out at all times. Right. right. And 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 just like physiologically, like th- like women maintain fat on their stomachs as the very last thing to go um so when you're competing in like bodybuilding or something like that that's like the very last thing that you'll ever see uh, on on a woman is like their abs are the last things to show so the fact that she can do that and be strong um she's just an unbelievable athlete because what what is she a track uh she she was track right yep okay 
I knew she was an athlete prior to coming in. That's kind of like where like she kind of came from her background. Mm-hmm. Watching her yeah, carry was- Otis around. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Uh, I think it was like the, just the best matchup for her to like get her over WrestleMania because Sasha has such good like ragdoll mechanics. If you know what I mean, like she takes a yeah, bump, yeah. like she mm-hmm. flies around like really well. It just made she's me got this, look even. She's better. got the Ziggler cells. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was good. Um, I don't know if I'll watch night two because I went I went to a friend's house to watch it. So I, I don't know if I'll watch it on my own. Um, See, that's one of the reasons why I didn't. It's it's hard for me to watch wrestling alone currently. That's why I don't give a fuck about anything. Uh, yeah, it, having I, the social aspect definitely helps watch it. I'll be I'll be honest. Like watching the the Sasha Banks. Bel Air match yesterday. I was like, <sighs> I kind of want to watch wrestling again. So I was <laughs> like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to make some time or just like watch like uh, just watch matches throughout the week or something like that. But just because the match itself was so good, yeah. Like I, I used to really enjoy wrestling for like good good matches and and whatever. But um, I haven't in so long. But that match was like, <sighs> I'm really enjoying this. I, I kind of want to watch more. Um, so maybe I'll maybe I'll try to give it a shot, and then maybe they'll immediately let me down, and they'll be like, "Fuck this, I'm out again." <laughs> maybe you should only chime in for some pay per views. Don't bother doing the weekly stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, kind of what I've been doing for the last year. The the no crowd thing is still is still hard for me. So yeah, fuck once that. we start getting people back, that I mean, they can do it in NXT. I don't care if it's if it's two dozen people in the crowd. Just like give me some humans to look at. Yeah, give me something for to like react with me. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah sweet so we're drafting Fro can I ask you to do the honors yes give me one second uh, so Fro's gonna uh, get us to the draft order so Logan have you done a draft no I was very excited yesterday when he texted me so we're doing a draft <laughs> I was like fuck yes I've been wanting to do a draft um and Sam you've obviously you're familiar with the draft episodes as well um it's so it's the only type of episode I've done is that true that's true no, I've only done you, one other you one you did the so. Christmas one oh no shit which was a draft. Yeah. Was it a draft? Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> for a Christmas special. What oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, just for those who are unfamiliar with what's going to happen, is we're going to draft matches from past WrestleManias. Uh, it is a snake draft. So that means if someone will have the number one pick, and then we'll go through the order, and then the fourth person in this list will pick twice to start the draft in the reverse order, and then we'll, we'll go back and forth in that regard till we're all, till we're all drafted. So... Obviously, our number one picks, we're going to be drafting this back backwards. So we're building our own WrestleMania cards. So our number one picks will probably be our main events. I don't know. You guys can do whatever the hell you want here. Um, but that is what's going to happen now. So if you're not a wrestling fan, you're going to be. <laughs> you're going to learn. <laughs> I'm really glad Sam's fan. here because then it's the fourth person to kind of like, oh, I got to like dig a little deeper for the ones I want now. Yeah, that's why I wanted to get another person on for the draft. We should probably do that moving forward just to make the drafts more interesting, especially for topics where there's already so many good, you know, polls. It makes it like like you're saying, Logan, more interesting in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Matt, to your, to your point for the non-wrestling fans, which I know this is definitely a, a niche episode, um, but I know there are a lot of people that, that are like, kind of interested but maybe don't know where to start um these will probably be our recommendations for like hey if you want to see what the fuss is about like maybe go back and check these out um especially now there's a lot of people that do have that peacock network um that are like oh wrestling's on this thing now right um Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go back to wrestlemania 6 and watch whatever this match is or or whatever we're going to talk about today um and then i had a question as well in regards to the draft so um 
not to get off on a on a tangent. I've been to six WrestleManias in, in person myself, and sorry, one more time. I've been to six WrestleManias myself. <laughs> um, part of the the thing that makes them really spectacular or whatever is the the feel of the event, like the location and the theming and um, things like that. Can we draw from? say one of our match picks and say like i'm picking this match and because i picked this one now we're gonna it's gonna be set here or we get to incorporate this other thing from from the wrestlemania or is it just strictly the matches um i would say just the matches but i don't know if i if i'm if i understand what you're saying or maybe, maybe at the very least, maybe we can also just just choose a location for our WrestleMania because if we're if we're building oh, the sure. if we're building the perfect WrestleMania, like that's part of the allure. Like like the WrestleMania that was out in San Francisco was so cool. The oh, outdoors, I get, I, I get what you're saying. Watching the sunset as like the Undertaker comes out, like there's so many cool things around that. Or like WrestleMania 30, it was like New Orleans. I met Mr. T. You know what I mean? Like there's like all sorts of like cool shit that happens around wrestlemania and i think just having like some sort of theme for our wrestlemania too would be cool <laughs> yeah sure uh, how many chairs you, want... you got huh how many how many what how, how many chairs cha- you got yeah i got so many chairs huh <laughs> how many oh you know what i don't have any chairs <laughs> oh, <laughs> f- oh mr bitch. six wrestlemania ain't got no chairs damn you know, I got one WrestleMania chair, and it, in hindsight, wasn't worth it. <laughs> I spent a thousand dollars on a ticket. And I couldn't see shit. I was, I was actually, I went to WrestleMania fourteen when I was a kid. Um, cool. So at the Garden, but I was like five rows away from getting a chair. Um, and again, in retrospect, being um, at the time. Uh, twelve years old, and also not particularly tall to begin with. Uh, being on the floor in general was a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, I loved the floor seats, but it's got to be with a group. Um, it was the best. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that WrestleMania, holy shit! I could not see anything. I was like twelve rows back. Mm-hmm. Getting twelve rows back is way worse than being six rows back. Yeah. Um, the dude in front of me could not stop holding up a sign. I'm like, hey, man. You got to put that fucking sign down. Funny uh, thing is, is uh, the guy's sign said, the guy behind me can't see. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but I was like, hey, man, I understand what you're doing. You got to pick your spots, though. You can't fucking hold that thing up all the time. I yep. paid $1,000 for the seat. I can't see shit. Yep, Stop but it. What did he say? He's like, oh, yeah. So- oh, yeah. Sorry. Woo! Sign back up. <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> whatever. I went to a pretty mediocre WrestleMania, so whatever. Well. It happens. Sam, you're going to say something? It happens. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, if anyone wants to go at any time seriously, like, a $200, like, nosebleed seat is great. They're great. There's nothing's in your way. The the ring looks tiny on camera, but is perfectly visible. Um, It's it's definitely the way that I would do it moving forward. Like, unless I'm in row one, which is never going to happen um, to have no problem being like in the nosebleeds, as long as it's not too close to the stage. And then you're just going to be, in, you can't see anything from there. Cool. I, I still don't get those row oneers. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Nonetheless, you want to start this? <laughs> I do. I'm like, Sam's like put this thing in my head where uh, do you want to do a, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to draft our cards, all right? After we draft our cards, I want to do an immediate second mini list 
where I want to draft I, like real, real fast, like honestly under under ten minutes. I want to draft the location. I want to draft uh, who's singing the national anthem. Yes. Uh, I want to draft want America the Beautiful. They the sing commentary. two songs. Uh, we can draft the commentary team. We can draft the um, a celebrity involvement. <laughs> and, Thank you, because this is what really makes WrestleMania WrestleMania. Right, and then we need one more. We can figure it out later. But let's let's get to the matches. We'll do that rapid fire at the end. Um, cool, 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 cool. Because that might make or break things. So, Fro, yeah, what is the order of our draft? All righty. So the order of this draft is Fro, Fuck. Logan. Fuck. Sam, oh, Matt. That's so, I'm so fucking mad. I'm so fucking mad. <laughs> Sorry. I wanted last. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Hello, Logan. <laughs> that's rude. And combative. <laughs> <laughs> and condescending. And condescending. Who was second? Sam? Uh, Fro, Logan, Sam, Matt. Oh, Fro, Logan, Sam. Fucking me. <laughs> uh, fine. Whatever. Fucking pieces of shit. All right. Um, okay. Uh, sure. So, Fro, you got the number one pick. So, I guess I, I guess I should probably go with my headliner first. Yeah. Uh, this isn't going to be match order. Um, I suppose. So, my number one pick for what I am head- having headline my WrestleMania is I have to have um, Bret Hart. Versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ooh. You son of a God shit. It. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is my number one. All right. Fuck you. Yes. From <laughs> WrestleMania 13, uh, I think this is the greatest WrestleMania match uh, of all time. Uh, I think it's it gives one of the most, uh, like, fuck, uh, fuck WrestleMania 3's headliner. Uh, I think this gives you one of the most iconic uh, pairings uh, ever and one of the most iconic images uh, for me in wrestling. Um with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin covered in blood in the sharpshooter, passing out. The uh, proverbial it's just fucking, crimson mask. The proverbial crimson mask. Uh, it is. I think it's just like visually so fucking stunning, and it's the first uh, double turn. Uh, so that is, I think, such a big iconic moment in wrestling. Uh, I think we talked about it on episode three sixteen uh, for a Stone Cold Steve Austin moment. And, and um, so, ju- just for just for the non wrestling people at home, what's a double turn? Uh, yeah, so uh, leading into the match, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the bad guy, a.k.a. the heel, and Bret Hart was the good guy, the face, the baby face, uh, going into the match. That was like how it went. However, <clears throat> during the match, this weird organic thing just happened where the crowd just turned on Bret Hart and started rooting for Stone Cold. Now, I, now I don't know. I may just be a mark, but was that supposed to happen? Uh, I don't believe so. I don't think that was the the goal, right? At the beginning, right? No, okay, so I'm, I don't I'm know a, if that was like I'm what they the were going for. I'm under the impression it was supposed to happen. You think so? Um, yeah, yeah. I just they, watched the match today, um, nice. and all the shit that happens afterwards. It's like Brett being a dickhead, holding on to the move afterwards, and then he comes down to the main event with. But Undertaker Bret Hart is one of the fucking greatest fucking people in that ring and can fucking just go on the fly. So it just like seems like it's so organic to me. And again, this may be me being a total fucking mark uh, for it. Um, 
that's but that's yeah, why like, it's that's why it's so good because no one was just like I'm evil now and like <laughs> d- did something like really stupid like um you know there's another match I won't bring up that headlined a different WrestleMania where someone's just like oh whoops looks like I'm evil now um but but yeah it was it was so organic that that yeah you just don't know and that's the thing part of what makes this match so special the reason right. why I, I don't th- so I don't think so because I don't think you anything don't think- was set in place I don't think it was that was the goal uh, okay. going into it I think. If you watch the match, they they start cheering. They, the turn happens mid match, like right. And the, the thing about it is, I think it's just they're so good at performing and listening to the audience that they just leaned into it by the end of it. So by the end of the match, they rec- they kind of both recognize the fact that they have they have organically double turned for whatever reason. So when you do that. You lean, just lean into what the audience wants because that's what you ultimately want to do. Is you want to give the audience, um, you know, what they're asking for, and that's what they're asking for. So I honestly, I recommend this match to my improv students when I had them uh, all the time, as a, as as specifically, specifically how to listen and react to the audience. Um, and I I think that that's that's what happened. I think they just both were such high level performers that they were able to recognize that, and then by the end they were like, well. But Brett's like, if I'm the bad guy, I'm going to be the fucking worst bad guy that has ever lived. And Stone Cold was like, uh, I'm a good guy. I'm going to lay here and take it. And like that was it. So I, that's my thought. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know because I don't uh, – Yeah, I, I, I can't really uh, comment. I don't remember what Bret Hart said in his biography because uh, I'm sure he talked about this match. Um, but I don't know if he would have broken down that. Um so I do I, know that he talked about the Stone Cold bleeding. Is that yeah. uh, there was planned blood, uh, but Stone Cold was worried about it. He'd never done it before, I believe, um, and he was super nervous about bleeding. And what they do in wrestling is they blade, where they take a, a small razor blade and they cut their hair right at their hairline. Um, obviously, harder with a ball dude, but just to kind of hide where the actual cut is and they just start bleeding stone cold had never done it before and brett's like i got it and stone cold was like uh (laughs) what and so in you when you watch the match you you when you're more aware of these things like you can see where it happens but it's so fucking seamless and it's like there's no way anybody could have caught that uh but brett is the one that bladed him uh which has made Austin even more afraid for it um and he does a fucking fantastic job of it um like a surgeon yeah, Brett's just amazing. Like I'm a, I really grew is. up as a Bret Hart fucking freak. So same. Um, I love him. Um, but yeah, that that matches. I think stellar. I think it's again probably the best WrestleMania match of all time for me. And uh, yeah, that's that's going on my WrestleMania. Yeah, and you know what? Not uh, for not for a title either. Right, not the main event. Nope. <laughs> um, by the way, does anyone have the main event of WrestleMania 13 on on their list? I don't why, know. W- why would you? <laughs> why, because, <laughs> no. because because the main event was Undertaker versus Sid, um, and <laughs> and so like I can just imagine these guys going back backstage afterwards and being like, "Well, enjoy the main event." <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and this um, is the match where Sid possibly shit his pants too, right? <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Under- he shit he shit his uh, underwear in the tombstone. Yeah, that's my, that's my WrestleMania uh, main event. Hart, Austin, no disqualification match. <sighs> that's a good one. Uh, Logan? Logan. 
All right. Uh, really quick, I just wanted to say, so uh, I did watch that match again t- today, like I said earlier. Um, he Jerry Lawler accidentally gives away the finish while in commentary. And like, what do you mean? JR has to like correct him, be like, no, you fucking idiot. So they're they're talking about how like, oh, if Austin just beats him unconscious, he could win that way. And then JR or uh, uh-huh. J- Jerry Lawler says, no, he can't. He'd be unconscious. He can't. He can't say he quits. And J- uh, JR is like, no, he'd be unconscious, so he wouldn't be able to continue. He would win that way. It's like, all right, yeah, you kind of gave away the end in there. But. <laughs> Real professional funny. that Jerry Lawler. Um, all right, so my number one, he pick. stinks. He does. I don't understand why people love a pedophile like that. All right. My number one. Um, I got to get it out right away because I don't think it's going to be there later, especially my spot in the turn order. Not necessarily a headliner, but I think there's enough good headliners I can get one later. I'm picking the TLC match from X7. Oh, ah. yeah. <laughs> that's this is, with... the, this is the first one, right? No, that's no. Uh, this. This is TLC 2. The first one happened at SummerSlam. Oh, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Before. <clears throat> This is the Dudley Boys versus Edge and Christian versus Hardys, the Hardy Brothers, in a tables, ladders, and chair match. This is a, was a, this was on my list. I figured it was going to get poached. Yeah, I, I thought it wouldn't be there when I when it came back to me. So I wanted to get get it out quick. Uh, it's it's honestly the best ladder match in WrestleMania history. It, it oh, cannot be topped. Uh, it, it's, it's a short match, but it has such incredible spots. It has the spot where edge jumps off a ladder and spears Jeff while he's hanging onto the, the, the titles in the air and comes out yeah, and spears them. Let's, let's talk about that for a second because, all right. So, so, so re- real quick, just, uh, just so you know, Logan, cause we haven't really got to talk before. Like I have kind of like a gap in my wrestling knowledge going from about this time to like WrestleMania 28 or something. Okay. Um, so I've, I've caught up as best as I can, but there there's, there's a lot, which is why like a lot of the TLC matches kind of run together for me. Um, but can, can you describe for, for people who haven't seen this before, what that spot really looks like when you say he's hanging in the air, like how high is he? Uh, probably a solid 10 feet in the air. At Probably least. 10 to 15 yeah. in that area. And then you have Edge climbing up on a ladder and die, jumping and spearing him like a football tackle yeah. out of the air, coming down 10 feet or so onto the mat. And it looks like he's literally like broken in half. How, how, did, figuratively. how did it broken in half? <laughs> and th- this is one of the funny things about wrestling is that it seems like whenever you see a move like that, you're like, it's spectacular and no one gets hurt but then you see like triple h like walk across the ring and his quad just breaks in half and fucking (laughs) curls up his leg like like the the injuries seem to happen in the weirdest spots but like that is one of the most spectacular wrestlemania moments ever and Mm -hmm. how did they not die yeah that's the thing with that match it's just like my god it's it's just chaos and destruction uh and they fucking pulled it off uh front to back uh, the cool thing with that match too is you add in uh, the element of Lita, Rhino, and Spike Dudley as well, mm-hmm. which adds on to the allure of this match. The uh, one thing I, I think is so remarkable, and it's probably I don't know, but Jeff Hardy is not someone that you think when you think of Jeff Hardy. You know, one thing you never think of is always injured. <laughs> for the shit that he does he's, he's had a pretty good record he's rarely ever injured he's not like fucking he's not like Gronk or like you know like uh, 
just like other people that are you think it was like you know always injured or uh like what's his face uh Dolph Ziggler in concussions or something like that yeah uh it's incredible especially going back to what you're saying Logan about that spot is I mean if he was going to get injured yeah it'd it probably be it <laughs> yeah yeah that's a great that's a uh, that was a really that was a good match for for sure and everyone in that match is just uh they're some of they're just some of the best in general. Yeah, uh, three world champions uh, for WWE in that match. Uh, if you go to TNA, uh, five of the six are world champions. If you count TNA, so. But who, who does? Do Devon? Is the only one that hasn't. Yeah, Devon's the only one not to have a world title in any. Yeah, order makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, did he ever have like any type of singles career? Not he, he had that Reverend Reverend Devon for a little bit, but there's no With, way uh, that was going to stick. Deacon Batista. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Man, wrestling's great. Uh, that, that's a solid pick. Um, are there any other like memorable spots from that? Uh, Lita getting fucking completely gored through that table. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Rhino just runs through her so hard, and you're like, ah, that's a fucking lady. Don't kill her. That's amazing. Um, there's there's the four table spot with Matt and Bubba go through from the ring onto the outside through four tables. Hell yeah. So this is a good match for newbies to get into because it's exciting. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Because you're like, oh yeah, it's just it's fake. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all during this one. Right. Um yeah, that's a great that's a great great pick. Uh Sam, what's your number one? Oh goodness! All right, so my number one was definitely going to be Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, but take that fucker. Uh, yep, I'm just gonna go fuck myself, uh, and I'm going to say Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker from WrestleMania 25. I fucking I'll just hate. take I was, that off. I was I was so fucking close to getting that. That's the only one I fucking wanted. I couldn't believe that it wasn't number Froze number one or Logan's, and I was like. One more person. No. I well, just need one more fucking person to not pick it. I'm Fuck you, Sam. <laughs> Hello, Sam. Fuck you. It's and, the first one and, I wrote down. It's definitely, yep. you know, it was going to be up there for mine, and I figured it was going to get taken right away. Right. And, and now the only thing that for, for me uh, kind of uh, put like, um, didn't, didn't make this like my favorite match of all time is because I had to watch it so many years later for the first time. Um, and the match is incredible. Oh, really? But I knew by that time, clearly The Undertaker wins. So I didn't go into it not knowing who won. You didn't um, see this at the moment? No, no. That's it a was bummer. A couple, it was a bummer. I didn't start watching again for about three years after this. Um, so, so this, so this is the match where, like, if any person who doesn't watch wrestling, like, is going to be like, "Hey, like, if I were to watch wrestling, what's one match I should watch?" It's this match because it's unreal from start to finish, um, because it has this incredible storytelling in it. There's so many uh, close call, you know, two falls in the match. Um, so many just like unbelievable high spots from both of these guys. Um, seeing the um is is, and sorry matt because i'm gonna confuse parts of this with with uh their next their match from the following year is this the one where undertaker hits the cameraman yes yeah yes sim snooker sim snooker and he (laughs) botches it and you you think undertaker is actually going to die i thought he was dead yep yep uh there's no way you can watch this and think like oh that person's fine because again same move where drew mcintyre hits the tip of his dick off the off the (laughs) 
off the top rope. The Undertaker runs, dives over the top rope, and is supposed to land on Shawn Michaels and a cameraman, but more or less just lands on his neck. Right. Yeah. Straight down. Pencil yeah. dive onto the concrete. Right. And the Undertaker is, what, six foot nine? He's big. Like 300 pounds. Like, yeah. he's a big man for that to happen to. Um. So yeah, that's if you if you know anything about the Undertaker, he's got this WrestleMania streak that's been going at this point where he he's never lost at WrestleMania. Um and he's going one on one against Shawn Michaels, who's considered like the greatest WrestleMania performer of all time. Well, he's known um, as Mr. WrestleMania, so Mr. WrestleMania and and who's gonna win? Um oh my god, even though I knew the Undertaker wins because his streak wouldn't be broken for, for many more years to come. Even though I knew he was going to win, I was still on the edge of my seat watching this match, um, which, which really speaks to how incredible it is. Yeah, my favorite. So one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things of this match, I watched this again years ago uh, at work. Um, and like Jim Ross really mm. makes this match so much bigger as well. This is, I think, top tier Jim Ross commentating. Yep. Um, there's a there's a spot in it. I think it's probably the first false finish in the match. Uh, I can't recall exactly what the move was. It very well could have been a tombstone on Shawn Michaels. Uh, but you know, Undertaker goes to pin Shawn Michaels, and you know, one, two, fucking kicks out. Crowd goes fucking bonkers. But Jim Ross, you know, he's like, by God, by God. <laughs> I'm having an outer body experience right now. <laughs> and I was like, that line is so fucking stupid, but so unbelievable because I'm also feeling that because this match is on an actual different fucking plane of existence. Yep. And there's, I've there's never no, seen a match do that before. Right. And there's no gimmick to this match. There's no, no like, oh, it's also like there's a chainsaw in the corner. <laughs> like there's there's nothing crazy. Ha- it's just a wrestling match, just a one on one wrestling match. And wh- where did this one take place? Twenty five. Is this uh, this is I have the wiki up. It is. This is Texas. Houston, Texas. Yeah. So and there's probably 80,000 people in the crowd and they're all going fucking bananas because it's just so like there's so much energy in the room um and like i've i've, I've been to wrestlemania's where, where that that's happened but there's also a lot of time during wrestlemania where the crowd is fucking exhausted and yeah. oh. no one gives a shit about what's happening in the ring um and you know this was not the first match on wrestlemania uh, on this particular wrestlemania the crowd had probably already been sitting there for two plus hours um so to get that energy back and to have it at that level really speaks to just how unreal this match was there was well, luckily match right after this one though right like that kind of fucked them because this one was so good yeah because that yeah the oh, yeah. next match after this would be john cena big show and edge yes oh. <laughs> and this undertaker Shawn michaels match was 30 minutes long yep so f- for being hype uh 95 of that time in that 30 minutes like you are fucking spent. Um, but luckily, they had Rey Mysterio and JBL right before that, and that was that 20-second match um, where Rey Mysterio just does his dive on top of uh, JBL, and that's it. Yikes. Um, but yeah, this match is uh, unreal. Uh, couldn't recommend it anymore as well. I'm, I'm sorry, Matt. I don't even know what the fucking pick. Did you have anything else written down? No. Pick the, ga- the gimmick battle royal. <laughs> Which one? Shh, that, that might come up from, on someone's list. 
<sighs> I'm so mad. Because uh, well, the, the only this one will be that the I, last time I'm invited. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You'll never hear Sam's voice again. Uh, ever. I'm going to kill him. Um, <laughs> no, that, that match, it's, it's, it's honestly, the, I, in my opinion, it's the greatest match of all time. Period. Like, mm-hmm. end, period. 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 That's the end of it. Um, I've never been more emotionally hyped for a match other than that one, I think. Um, others have come close, but nothing nothing hit me the way that one did. Just just the moment. Everything about that, where I was watching it, who I was with. Like the whole, it's just like a perfect moment of my own personal history. And it was, it's just so great. Uh, ugh, fuck, I'm so mad. All right. <laughs> hey, just take the fucking next one then. Just take next year's. No. <laughs> no. Why? It's still good. It's no. It's if I'm still not top ten WrestleMania matches of all time, probably. It is the poor man's Sean versus Undertaker at twenty five. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. And I'm I'm no poor man. Uh, all right. I'll have. He's got a fucking Telluride. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I am a poor man because I have the Telluride. No, it's not true. true. Um. So, all right. Fuck. This fucking changes my list. I'm gonna have a a really odd WrestleMania then. Uh. All right. So my number one pick. I'm gonna have to pick this one, just for, just for naming alone. I'm gonna go way. I'm gonna go in the wayback machine. My number one pick, which may or may not headline my WrestleMania, depends on what my full card looks like. Is I'm going Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. Yes, six. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this is not. Right, this this match itself not a technical masterpiece by any means. Mm-mm. Neither guy say it stinks. Uh, I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say it stinks. It's. It might be both of their best matches. It's a lesson in showmanship for sure. Yeah, it's just it's just star power going at it. It's a str- it's a totally different vibe Ooh. of wrestling. Uh, to yeah, it's a, it's a showmanship situation, but. When you're when did when was WrestleMania six? What year did that come out? Ninety. Ninety? All right. So when you're five year old Matt and you love the Ultimate Warrior, but you recognize that Hulk Hogan is the like the penultimate good guy. And they're gonna they're gonna wrestle and both titles are on the line. Right? That's that's this match. Yeah, Intercontinental Hogan, versus Hogan has the world and yeah. I, uh, Warrior has the IC. So that t- to me this has never happened before. This is unprecedented. It is it is the biggest deal in the world. Period. Really? I mean, honestly, at that time, you could not have anything bigger. Yeah. No, not, absolutely not. Not at all. Um, and it I was watched... It supposed to be a passing of the torch. It didn't really work out that way, though, did no, it? Well, yeah. No. The torch being passed at that time was just like... Why is <laughs> they're both very much around? Mm-hmm. Um, but the Ultimate Warrior ultimately won. <laughs> and spoiler alert, I couldn't have been more pumped about that because I was—I've always been an Ultimate Warrior fan. The, the dude's nuts. Um, all he has is an entrance. That's all he has. I don't—I've never been a warrior. What do you mean? The music, that music rules, though. Too the music rules. His his look visually. His his whole visual aesthetic. His Someone intensity? tried to tell me he was a Native American gimmick, and I'm like, I kind of see uh, it, but I'm not sure if that's from true. From Parts or not. Unknown? 
Because he has yeah. tassels. <laughs> the tassels and like he's a warrior. I don't know. I didn't. So, I didn't get so where come from. So uh, not not to get too tangenty, but um, when I was in Florida, one of the things I was down there for was this um, uh, competition uh, show sort of thing uh, for for photographers that a, a company called Kelby One that I work with uh, that they're doing. Um, and I was going to be the first participant along with this other photographer. So we were going one on one. And so I messaged the other photographer and I was like, hey, um, can we have an online beef leading up to this? And he was like, yes, absolutely, we can. <laughs> um, and so I cut a bunch of wrestling promos on him on my Instagram stories. And <laughs> and I did them in the style of um, Hulk Hogan in the style of Ultimate Warrior. And I had to write a, res- uh, a Ultimate Warrior style promo. That shit's it's not nonsense. easy. It's, it's nonsense. It's, so um, I think I can play it for you if you'd like to hear it. Uh, uh, sure. I'm fairly proud of it. And it's going to be just my phone going into the... Uh, uh, going into the microphone, um, the photographer I'm going up against, his name is uh, Gerson Lopez. So let's see how we did. Hang on. Gerson Lopez. <laughs> Load the spaceship with the rocket fuel. Load it with your raw files and send it beyond the creative cloud, through the stratosphere <laughs> and into the deepest reaches of the galaxy. For it's there, Gerson Lopez, in the arms of the Ancient Ones, that you may find the strength to meet the challenge you are about to face. You, Gerson Lopez, traveled to Cropt by conventional means. I was sent in a capsule from parts unknown to meet you face to face in combat at Kelby One, where your destruction will be ultimate. <laughs> um... That could not be a more spot-on fucking Ultimate Warrior fucking promo. <laughs> I looked at so many of his of his promos and, and saw them written down for the first time. And I was like, oh my. Um, because one <laughs> of the lines that I ganked from him was, I was sent in a capsule. Which I think is so funny. Um, that if you ever like actually paid attention to what he says, like if he wasn't so serious about himself, it would be pretty hilarious. Right. <laughs> Matt, can you look up the promo? The Hogan... Warrior WrestleMania six promo, because uh, I would yep. love to hear some of it. And and then Matt, I also have one other thing for you to look up, because with this match on your WrestleMania card, you also get the intro to WrestleMania six promo, which Vince McMahon cuts, uh, and it's one of my favorite wrestling things of all times. Because you think think early nineties graphics, and you have the Ultimate Warrior as a constellation of stars, and Hulk Hogan <laughs> as a constellation of stars, and Vince McMahon at like full nineties Vince McMahon uh, energy or whatever, just cutting the promo for the main event of that night, and it's unreal. Yeah. Uh, so this is the promo uh, Fro is re- requesting here. This is the end of Hogan's promo. Run wild on you! I <laughs> He's not even facing the camera right now. guy takes himself so seriously.
normals you travel with experience malfunction. We're fanboying over this. <laughs> Has you realize all that is left is total He hasn't looked at the his back is facing the camera this whole way. Do you Hulk Hogan show self-pity? Do you Hulk Hogan try to reason why? I don't know what the hell is even going on anymore. <laughs> you don't have to go for that. It's like <laughs> yeah. eight more minutes long. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. He's a fucking rambler and it, none of it makes sense. I'm actually kind of surprised uh, he got over uh, as big as he did. Uh, he only had looks because he couldn't fucking talk to save his life. Yeah, but he, what he did was fine for what he was. He was just this right. fucking ball of energy, and he's just fucking out of his mind. Um, I did see this other video that's linked on it. It's called Mean Gene Outtakes. I've never seen it before, but it looked pretty funny. <laughs> Make me happy. Oh, baby, be <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. Can I, can, I, can I tell you something as a friend? No. Can I tell you something as a friend? Yeah. Come on in if you would, please. You're the shits. You really are. <laughs> Don, Don Ho Don is not going to be out of business. It means Meet so funny. Meet Volkov, the Russian. Come on. Come, I beg your pardon? Uh, listen, uh, Jim. Uh, yes. Uh, Iron Sheik, the great 1984 turkey tournament. You're going to be part of it. You know, I really don't care about that stupid idiot turkey tournament. He reminds me look like Hulk Hogan. Look at his head. Look at him. Now, that redneck. He just grabbed the turkey by the neck. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so that's my, that's my number five. Uh, well, my number one, actually, is, is Hogan versus Warrior. It's just, it's too, it's, in my, in my mind, like I said, at the time, there's, there was nothing bigger happening in the world at all. Genuinely. Uh, but because this is a snake draft, I now have a first pick of round two. And my number two pick isn't even... This is just a favorite of mine, and I know it's a favorite of Froze. Mm. So I want to take it now. Mm. <laughs> uh, and this is going to be... This might be an odd choice, but my, my number f- four pick... And I can put this anywhere on the card, right? But yeah. no. No, it's got to be second to last match. Second to last match? Uh, okay. Either way, I'm picking the Chicago Street Fight. Ah, you motherfucker. From between you son of a bitch. Ahmed Johnson and the Legion of Doom versus the Nation of Domination at WrestleMania 13. This match is, what a so, shit show. is so fucking insane. And it's... it. You know what? Fucker. You want to you talk uh, about a match? A you prick. should recommend the people. Be like, you want to see how... Out of control wrestling can be at the highest level. Watch this is in a like a, an arena full of people. It's got the Legion of Doom who are fucking awesome. Ahmed Johnson who's a fucking monster, and then the Nation of Domination, uh, which is a like a black power uh, stable more or less. They they have a Chicago street fight where there's like no rules and everyone's fighting and wrestling all at the same time. There's weapons, be there's trash cans. Uh, there's a there's a point where animal. Bust out a fire extinguisher, Holy and he starts. Shit. He starts using the fire extinguisher on like the nation of domination, but they're in a fucking indoor arena. And the whole arena just fills with fire extinguisher smoke. The like the crowd is doused doused in fire extinguisher. It's fucking so it's wild. Bananas. It's bananas. You can't see anything. 
because this fire extinguisher, for some reason, is the most potent fire extinguisher ever. Right. And the entire arena is just smoky from that point on. It's so stupid in the <sighs> best so way. So picked this. In the best goddamn way. Um, God, it's so funny. It's but that, so you know funny. That followed the the Austin Brett match. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's that right. <laughs> so and it led into the it led into the main event. Mm-hmm. And this was, I don't know. It, it you know what? This is the perfect match between those two because <laughs> it's just the right amount of chaos. Yeah, but I feel like this is a match to hype people. Oh yeah, like that's why I think it's. Uh, it's a bad cooldown match. Uh, like I feel like you should have had the fucking Billy Gunn versus Flash Funk in between Bret Hart and Undertaker, Stone Cold, uh, Undertaker, Sid. Um, just because this match is, it's so wild. I can't imagine how people were not stoked for it. Right. The uh, I'm so pissed he picked this. Uh, <laughs> I can't. What a weird nation of Wait. domination, though, because this is. This is Farouk, Crush, and Savio Vega. Crush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even recall Savio Vega ever being in the NOD, um, but I guess he was for a bit. I'm watching a, a promo from Farouk to Ahmed Johnson. I think this is what like kicked it off. When your same old dumb, right? You're gonna show up there a stupid and alone. But look at me. When I come this time, I'm gonna come in full bloom with the entire nation behind me. You better watch your bank this time because it's gonna be gangster style this time. <laughs> uh, Farouk sounds like um, he should be 10 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> His voice is so deep in like low end. <laughs> it's so funny. But um, so was the is is, so the the video I'm watching now is like the Legion of Doom return in '97. So I think this is like a surprise. Excited to bring you a little gift, punk. I went out and found the two baddest, meanest, nastiest men I can find, and you know what? You bring the nation, because I'm going to bring the whole city of Chicago with me. He sounds like he's about to cry. <laughs> Either way, this match is were fucking they crazy. Uh, I don't know. I thought they were Detroit. What, for 13? No, no, um, Legion of Doom. I thought they were from Detroit, but I guess they are Chicago. Yeah, I think <sighs> Chicago. But man, Legion of Doom. I'll, I'll, so this match... Everyone in this match is a fucking absolute monster. An absolute monster beast of a man. And yeah. yeah. This, it, it's so it's so insane. It's so insane. Uh but that's my that's my number that's my number 4. So I don't want to get on a huge tangent, but so like this match is great cuz it's just pure chaos of like stupidity and awesomeness, right? Right. Do you remember the WLC match from like 2013? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yes. That uh, match what was, what fucking was the fucking slaps? Little- what the match was, the was pretty good. The little bull's name? Uh, El Torito. El Torito. Versus um, Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle with 3MB and El, the El Matadors. Yeah. Oh, my God. That match is like, it was on the pre-show. It had no business being good, but it is fucking great. Because El Torito was good. Yeah. Yes. We LC. The We LC. 
Just remind me of that. All right. It's a little ladder, a little tiny ladder. Yes, of course. It's a step stool. I mean, yeah, okay. Well, that, yeah. So, Matt, fuck you for picking that. Yeah, eat my butt. So, there you go. <laughs> Sam? Shame. I'm pissed. Oh, back to me. Okay. Um, all right. M- this next match is not necessarily a great match, but it is, well, like like your match, there's a lot of um, gaga that happens in it. There's a, there's a lot of spectacle um, and I think that's a big part of what makes WrestleMania WrestleMania. Um, and I was there in person to see this one, brother. Um, this is Triple H versus Sting. Um, oh. It's from WrestleMania 33. Um, what a fucking bad ending, though. Yeah, the the Sting probably should have won in hindsight. No, he 100% <laughs> should have won. I remember being like, what the fuck? <laughs> That was definitely the feeling in the arena when when that happened. It was just like, oh, it's over, and he lost. Okay. Because it had been, like, months of hyping Sting. It had been, I think, at that point, like, six solid months of of Sting hype. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, it's just, like, classic WWE, like, yep, we didn't build you, so fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think Triple H was just, like, I had to lose so many times in a row, like, like I I need this win for me, but um, but he comes out. Triple H comes out with the Terminators. Uh, was this um, this one? Yes. Yeah. So so one of my one of my favorite things in in life or whatever because I, I had a streak of going to WrestleMania every year. Um, and when that becomes safe to do again, I think I hope to pick that back up. But I lo- I love to bring someone with me that is not a wrestling fan. Um, at least one person who's like never watched wrestling and be like, oh, you're, really? com- you're coming to WrestleMania. It's going to be incredible. And at this one, I think we went with a group of seven and I think like two or three people were like not at all wrestling fans. Um, and this is the type of match where like, all right, this guy's coming out. There's like 10 Terminator robots that like rise up with him. And it's like this huge spectacle just to get to the ring. Then Sting comes out and there's like all these like kind of cool gothic like drummers with, with them. And like you, you have no idea who these people are if you're not a wrestling fan, but you know that they must be such a big deal because this is a huge production that's happening. Um, and then, you know, they're wrestling and the match is fine for two you know, basically senior citizens <laughs> going at it in the ring. But then fucking like Hulk Hogan comes out. The NWO. The yeah. whole NWO. So Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, um, six or whatever, who, who for some reason doesn't have his disabled dog strapped to him for this match, um, <laughs> which, which he always does in real life now, which is kind of funny. But um, I think this was the last time that Hulk Hogan was physical in a ring. Um, and I mean, he only had to punch a couple people, but I think you still have to like sign all sorts of waivers and get a doctor's like, you know, uh, clearance for, for this, for that sort of thing. But to see Hulk Hogan come out and actually be physical and then DX comes out as well. So there's Shawn Michaels and oh, Billy, Billy Gunn, Gunn was there, right? Um, Road Dog. And Road Dog. And why just is, this- why is, why is fucking Waltman being six then? Why is he with the NWO? Cause I think he's way more iconic as X-Pac. Yeah, I agree. I think there there was, um, well, he was one of those ones that like you don't know which side he's gonna come out on for whatever oh, reason. But like, well, the not, deciding not, factor, right, right, right. But but um, but no, it's just like I ah, just get out there. I don't care what uniform you put on. They just want to see people. But like, w- when those 
when those entrances came uh like happened and, and all these guys started coming out again that's one of the things that got the entire arena like up on its feet because this was also at the point in wrestlemania history where the show started getting longer and longer and longer yeah. and so i think this was one of the i think this was like a five hour wrestlemania um and personally i was when, when you watch this WrestleMania, I love the way that it looks, too, because it's outside on the West Coast. So it's way earlier in the day. So the lighting is different. Everything's different. And in the arena itself, the way that the sun set, half of the arena was shaded and half was in full blazing hot California <laughs> sun. And I was on that side and I was fully unprepared for it. So I so I'm burning alive. You know, I'm, I'm getting this terrible tank top sunburn which lasted legitimately for two years afterwards um <laughs> and i'm dying and I'm, I'm just trying to like you know stay awake or whatever and then all these people come out and like my adrenaline shooting up and i'm screaming at the top of my lungs because it's like this is the match that like not a great match but it had so much energy behind it and so much again like gaga and like you know uh, star power from the past that like you can't not be so pumped to be there and be be part of it so Triple H versus Sting, baby. Hell yeah. I don't know how, don't know how Sting fucking agreed to fucking losing. I still can't fathom. They drove a that... dump truck full of money up to his house. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking dumb. I probably thought Sting if he played ball, anyways. he might get taker someday. Never gonna happen. Nope. That's true. Instead, taker got Bray Wyatt that year. <sighs> which yeah, which is also a fucking, fucking Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking problems with this goddamn company. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Big time. That's why they should have these as their WrestleManias. <laughs> right. Uh, that's a good pick. Uh, Logan. Logan. All right. Let's see here. Um, I need a main event. Because <laughs> you didn't pick one the last time. No. I'm going to go with my favorite match of all time. And it's a controversial one. Uh, it's from uh, WrestleMania 12, the headliner, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels in the Iron Man match. I mean, so good. that's a you that's an iconic match yeah um so what's so good about it is it's, it's no chicago street fight <laughs> it's not though. it's definitely not it, it's such a contrast in styles you have the show Bodie, high energy high flying Shawn michaels versus the technical grounded wrestler of bret hart and they clash but it works so well together and they've had so many good matches together um, and just the entrances alone, Shawn Michaels coming in on a zip line. I remember saw when I saw that as a kid, I was, my mind was blown. I was like, holy shit, what is that? <laughs> that is the coolest fucking thing. And then Bret Hart, just no gaga, serious boy. I'm here to wrestle and kick ass walking down to the ring and just, they put on a clinic. It goes the distance of an Ironman match being it's how many falls you can get in an hour amount of time, how many different pinfalls or submissions in one hour time, the most at the end wins. It ties zero to zero at the end. And Bret Hart's like, well, it's a tie. I won, you know, draw goes to the, goes to the champ and he walks out. And then they're like, no, 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 we're going to go until it was a winner. So they go like an extra five minutes. Shawn Michaels hits two sweet chin musics and they end it. And, the boyhood dream is come, you know, like Vince McMahon's iconic line. It's just such, it's my absolute perfect match. It's a perfect ending. Even though I'm a much bigger Bret Hart fan than Shawn Michaels. It's, it's just, it's perfection. <laughs> the, the match is incredible. Uh, if I remember correctly, there's a point in this match where one of them, because they don't like each other, like they personally do not care for each mm -hmm. other at this point. 
Uh, but there's a point in this match where they're both in the corner and one of them fucking rocks the other person, like totally fucking stiffs them. Uh, and it's like brutal to watch. I forget who does it to who. Um, so if you're watching this match, watch for somebody lacing somebody. Uh, it's an hour long match, so you got time to find it. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think we'll ever see an Iron Man match at WrestleMania again. No. Or or even an Iron Man match in general. It's an hour. They've been doing half hour ones lately. It's kind of a bummer because you have the wrestlers that would be able to manage a 60 minute match currently. Yeah, like Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, like, oh, hell yeah. I mean, it's an unreal amount of cardio mm-hmm. to, to do that sort of thing and be entertaining for an hour to, to tell like a to actually tell a story and not just be, you know, 50 minutes worth of like rest holds. Um, that's part of what makes this match special is like I remember watching it when I was 12 or, or however old I was and just being on the edge of my seat for a solid hour. Um, and a, a lot of the criticism with with this match or Iron Man matches in general is like, I know when it's going to end, like I'm going to go like dick around on my phone for a while and I'm, I'm going to be back, you know, at the 59 minute mark. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of people have that as a criticism for it. But I mean, I, I was I was pumped the entire time and uh, I was just like, oh, man, it's going to be like the score is going to be like seven to like 15 by the end of it. Um, and, and it was zero to zero. I thought that was an, an interesting choice for sure. Right. That's for sure. Um, <clears throat> I know. One of the things, le- like one of the things leading into this match, uh, also is the uh, the training. Did yep. they have all the training stuff for this? And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. I know Brett hated it. He talked about it in his book how they show him looking like a fucking frail, frail person, like he's he's past his fucking prime because it's just like him, like easily jogging up the road in the snow while Shawn Michaels is like got a medicine ball. He's working with uh, fucking I forget that. Jose Lothario. Jose Lothario. Yep. Working with him, doing all this like very intense workouts. Uh, and it's just Brett looks like a fucking shit. It's like, yeah. what's the point? Brett wrestling with his dad <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. Very silly. Uh, what a great match, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. I remember as part, part of the, the Shawn Michaels promo, um, his calisthenics that he's doing, he's doing handstand push ups. Um, and I remember being, you know, a chubby 12 year old and being like, I want to be able to do handstand push ups. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I stayed chubby for a little while. Um, but then eventually I started working out. And so finally, when I got to the point where I had some muscle, I was like, I'm going to do those handstand push ups like in WrestleMania 12. Um, <laughs> and I did. And I fallen on my head a few times, but it was like one of those goals that I had as a little, little fat Sam. Um, and it was, uh, definitely taken from that exact promo video. Fuck yeah, dude. Have <laughs> oh, you chased chicken sets too? <laughs> oh, what? yeah, and I was chasing chickens around as well. <laughs> nice. Um, Good pick. Cool. All right. <clears throat> so I guess I got to go with another, hit, another heavy hitter. Um, this is going to be the third match on the card, so not before the main event. You got to have a cool down. So this match... Uh, I think this is one of the most hype hype matches of all time. Like again, crowd going fucking bonkers uh, because of the fucking scale of what it is. Uh, I don't know what year this happened though. I don't have that queued up. But this is uh, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. Um, well, I'm just gonna go fuck myself too. I'm just gonna check this off my list. Oh, please, <laughs> please do. Um, you say Hulk this Hogan is your versus cool The down Rock match. 
No, 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 no. This <laughs> yeah. is not the cooldown match. <laughs> this is the third match. Uh, you need to have another match in between because this match is hype. Um, I don't know what year this was, so I don't have that. It was WrestleMania 18. This is 18? Yeah. Uh, so it would have been 2002, yep. I think. <clears throat> um, build as Icon versus Icon. Uh, 2002. Yeah, you're correct. Because um, obviously this is like The Rock was the biggest thing in the company at this time. Um, and he had hit that status outside of the ring where he's just like, yep, everybody knows who The Rock is. He could not be any cooler. Uh, little did they know he would eventually become... Um, Maui, and he became even more cool. Um, but this match, like, it's fucking... I mean, it's not the greatest match in the world. Hogan was definitely well past his prime, but just on the entertainment level with how big it was, uh, just when they first, you know, step in the ring and they square off and they're doing their announcements, it's just like, Jesus Christ, this crowd is fucking bonkers. They're looking into the crowd. Fucking crowd goes wild. Hogan does his fucking... His fucking pose goes wild. It's just, It's just a fucking silly bananas match so so you have um uh you have stone cold versus bret hart on your list too correct yes so you have two double turns on on your list because that happens in this match as well does it is there a turn yes absolutely absolutely where where hogan comes in yeah. Yeah. NWO Hogan, and then by like the next night, he's in the full red and yellow because of how much the the crowd got behind him during this match. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really watching much at the time, so I don't really know what the pre and the uh, after uh, was. I just watched this retroactively. Um, so if that's the case, that's cool. Good. I have, I have yep. everybody swapping sides on my show. <laughs> so great. Have to, have a mirrored WrestleMania. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, this like it's just an exciting match. Um, so I think well worth having on a card uh, because of how big it is. And it's short, you know, 16 minutes, nice and sweet. So one Hogan thing with that, with that match, people always wonder, like, well, what if it was like, you know, because people always want Stone Cold versus Hogan, you know, and earlier in the card, it was Stone Cold versus Scott Hall, which is a <laughs> dud of a match, except for the <laughs> great stunner that the stunner uh, that Scott Hall takes. Yeah, the the springboard where he pops up like eight feet. Yeah. Um. But I don't think I think Rock Stone or I'm sorry, Rock Hogan in this match is much better than what Stone Cold Hogan could have been because I don't think their their differences in styles would have meshed as well, and I don't think I don't think Stone Cold would have went with the crowd to turn bad guy for that match. As to where Rock that, well, was like feeling it like all right i'll play the heel in this match well that's the other thing too is uh the rock can play off of a crowd stone cold's not really like a crowd like appeaser you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it, it just works that both of these people are very crowd driven wrestlers versus stone cold who he doesn't like interact with the crowd in order to get a fucking pop he just does things and the crowd goes fucking bonkers Right. And, and I mean, Hulk Hogan, he's Hulk Hogan, but he only, he has three moves or whatever. And every match of his is basically the same. So it's all about the opponent that he's, that he's up against. And the rock is one of those wrestlers that can sell big time. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and also like actually tell a story and get the most out of someone like a Hulk Hogan. So, so I think we already have Hulk Hogan's two best matches. In, in our different list, we've got uh, Hulk versus Warrior, but but especially this one, I think this is probably Hulk's actual best match. So I'm going to put yes. WrestleMania 9 on there? Oh, oh yeah. 
comes down to two minute, the thirty second match with Yoko. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I'm snaking, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're up again. So, so I'm going again. Um, all right, so I'm going to go. This is the most recent uh, WrestleMania match on my list because I think most of it is whatever now. Um, but I really, really, really very much enjoyed this match. I'm sure there are some people who are like, eh, whatever. Uh, but I'm going uh, to a match from WrestleMania 35, and that is Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Because um, mm-hmm. this was the first uh, woman's match that headlined WrestleMania. If I remember correctly, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I think it it lived up to the hype. I thought it was uh, very, very fucking good, and it just had a lot of big uh, it moments in it that just worked. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Becky Lynch was, was she the man at this point? Now they don't yeah. remember. Yeah, she was dubbed the man a couple months like around WrestleMania or uh, Royal Rumble at this time, yep. and this was for both belts. The SmackDown and Raw Women's right. Championship. So, so this is when she became Becky Two Belts. Yeah. And uh, Becky, Becky Lynch comes out in full um, Kill Bill uh, uh, outfit. Yeah, the during yellow this one, and right? black. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah. Charlotte and has I a mean, helicopter. Does she? <laughs> yeah, she comes out in a helicopter. I don't remember the it, helicopter. It's pre-taped, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember that. Um, and I honestly, I personally liked Ronda Rousey, uh, her time in the WWE. Um, people fucking hated her. Um, I very much appreciated her, and I. She had just kind of turned heel at this point too, so she had everybody already turned against her, and obviously Becky had that rocket ship strapped to her back, leaning into this. So it was like a perfect end off for that show. Um, and really Charlotte good build Flair, for this. Yeah, I had a great build. Because uh, I don't think anybody was expecting Ronda to turn, uh, because it's just like, yeah, cool, she, yeah, she's popular, but obviously, obviously, the crowd fucking lost their minds on her because, like, yeah, she's just getting pushed down our throats. We don't want her anymore. Um, I always thought she was solid. Oh, she, she, no, she's when. She, oh, go ahead, oh, Logan. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> All right, you two, stop kissing. Um. So, so about her turn. I mean, yeah, the crowd definitely turned her because yeah, it was a little bit too much, uh, Rhonda. Because she, if she were to try to turn herself by using the microphone, oh man, she was maybe the worst on the mic that I've seen in in years and years and years. She was terrible on the mic. Oh yeah, not the best mic talker. That's for sure. Um, no. But I mean, that's also you know you just kind of throw somebody in there. Yep. You can't. And, you can't always expect to just put a microphone in front of somebody's face and they're going to be solid. Like I'm, sh- I'm sure Charlotte sucked in the beginning too. Right, Logan, go ahead, man. Um, so talk about the build again. Uh, there was that big brawl where like everyone got arrested and like Rhonda's oh, yeah. hanging out of the the cop car in the back seat and like yelling at Charlotte. She just comes and like boots her in the fucking head. <laughs> like that was that was like really awesome. I don't remember if it broke the glass or not. For some reason, I'm thinking it does, but I don't think it did. But I don't yeah, remember like, the the build was just so good for that. Um, yeah, yeah, I was on the I was on team. Don't like Rhonda getting pushed <laughs> down my throat. It was hard to like take that stance because like in ring she was actually like a lot better than she had any business being, mm-hmm. and she brought a lot of new eyes to the wrestling. So I was like, I want to fucking hate her because I just don't want to like her. But it, it's it's a hard argument to make. So one yeah, of my absolutely. One of my favorite things about uh, wrestling, especially watching it live, is that like for these big matches and big moments and events like this, like you remember, like you were saying earlier, Matt, like where you are, 
like who you're with, what you're doing, the feeling, like everything that, that goes on. And like these, these memories are tied to the matches. And, um, you know, I had <clears throat> gone to a few WrestleManias. Uh, <laughs> oh. so I had, but I, I had been from, I had been to 30 through 34 and then 35 when it was happening, I was in New Zealand. Um, so I couldn't go. And, um, I was like, trying to plan on how I could get back like a day early so I could drive down to New York and, you know, right off a plane from New Zealand, drive to New York and go to this. But it didn't wind up happening because we actually, uh, I was w- with my fiance um, and we scheduled a shoot, uh, a photo shoot with two other photographers so they could actually photograph us for like engagement photos. Uh, and they're, and they're incredible. And so I like, know she was really excited to do it. So she scheduled it for the same day as, as WrestleMania. Um, and the t- with the time difference and everything, I think I was watching WrestleMania live on a Monday morning at like 9 a.m. Like it was, is on some weird <laughs> New Zealand time. Um, so I was like, Oh, well, this will definitely be over before, um, you know, our engagement shoot, but this is, when WrestleMania was at its full, its full bloatedness. And yeah, with the pre-show, I think it was nine hours. Um, and so we're getting to the point where we have to leave in this match, this Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynn, Charlotte Flair match is just about to start. And Kaylee's like, we really need to get into the car right now. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, so, and so now, like, you know, we have these beautiful photos. Like, I have them, like, printed and, like, hanging in my office. And one's on the desktop of the computer I'm looking at right now. And all I can think of is I'm looking at her in this photo where it's, like, against this beautiful New Zealand backdrop. And I know I'm thinking, you just pulled me away from the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> Constant reminder. Yes. <laughs> this is the last mania that I watched with people as well. Yeah. And yeah. and just to put it out there, you guys are all invited up here if you, if you wanna if you wanna come up, Logan. I think you're a little bit further away than Matt and Fro, but I'll leave right now. I'll get there by then. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> Logan walks everywhere. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my third pick, and that's going in between. Okay. That's gonna be the cool down match, unfortunately. But all right, Logan, number three. All right, I have a a tech a technical clinic. I have a disaster car crash. Great match. I need some big hosses beating the hell out of each other. Hell yeah. I'm going to go Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 31, where Seth Rollins cashes in. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is my all-time favorite WrestleMania moment. Um, I'm a big Seth Seth Rollins now, mark. He's from quick Davenport. Quick question. Quick quick question. Um, did, he comes in during the match, right? Yes, makes it a three-way. Okay, okay. I was going to say, if he cashes not afterwards. Okay, it's not afterwards. Okay. It's during. I'm going to bow out and allow you to have it. Have the yeah, point. so what's interesting is, like, this is the match where, like, everyone's pissed. No one wants Roman to win. No <laughs> one wants Lesnar to win because they're still pissed about him breaking the streak. And Roman's getting shoved down your throats. But the match is legitimately good. I remember, like, hating, wanting to go into this match, wanting to hate it. But then, like, they just beat the hell out of each other. And this is where Suplex City Bitch is coined. Oh, is it? Yeah, this is the match where he does it and just yells it. So everyone starts chaining it. And it's just awesome. And then the ending's coming up. You're like, all right, well, I don't fucking care who wins. And then the music hits. And Seth just rushes down the longest ramp in the world to get there. Cashes in. Hits some curb stomps. Wins. Does his cool little, like... Uh, every time he wins a new title, he swings it around his head, and I just mark out for that. And he's just that's like the architect is born, and it's just chef kiss. It's it's my favorite WrestleMania moment of all time. Now that swinging oh, yeah. that around thing is based off his old gimmick where he was a uh, he was a mosher. 
which yeah. was very embarrassing. I made it into a meme. <laughs> you did. Did you? Uh, yeah, remember? I had that sign no, that says Seth can't, Seth can't mosh, and then on some like board, somebody cropped that sign out of the me holding that sign in the crowd and put it next to a, a picture of Seth Rollins shittily moshing. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, remember when you were in the actual video package for Daniel Bryan? Yeah, I think I still am. I doubt it. I'll have to look. I'm pretty sure I am. I don't think he uses that video package anymore, but... Well, I was for the longest time anyway. Yes. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but Logan, you definitely nailed nailed the feeling of of that match and and everyone's like collective thought at, at the in the, in the arena. Because again, I was there for that one. Um, <laughs> this fucking guy. This, this is, but this is after the sun had already set, and I was just starting to feel the repercussions of my sunburn um, from that from that outdoor WrestleMania. But yeah, everyone was bullshit that that was the main event um, because it had been so much Roman just being shoved down our throats and. Um, and yeah, just to hear the the audience go from like pretty mellow and like everyone's asleep and sunburned to Seth's music hitting and everyone flying out of their chairs and screaming at the top of their, their lungs was very cool. Um, and WWE does this thing sometimes where they uh, they really screw up the ending of <laughs> of a pay-per-view and everyone leaves just like awkwardly and feeling weird. Um, I know this isn't on anyone's uh, list because it's a SummerSlam match, but there was a SummerSlam where it was Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. Um, and Brock Lesnar just like broke Randy Orton's head in until he was just like a giant bloody mess in the middle that of the shit ring. Was fucking wild. And then, and then it just ended. Um, like I was, I was also there for, for that match and it ended and everyone just looked at each other like, do we go home now? Um, so like to, to end on such like a huge high note and a high amount of energy of like Seth actually cashing in and these cool, like rainbow fireworks shooting off around him while he swings a title over his head. Like that's an iconic moment. And everyone was super jazzed to like get up and, and start moving after that. Yeah. And what's great is earlier in the night he lost and he had like the coolest RKO ever had True. Uh, yeah, done. Absolutely. <laughs> was that, well, how did he do the RKO on that one? He went did for he try the to go stomp? for the curb stomp. Yeah, and then like Randy pops him up because he stood up, so he's like eight feet in the air and comes down for the RKO. Oh yeah, I remember Seth that. Rollins at this time was fucking awesome when he had the uh, yeah. uh, Eminem. The what were they called? The the security. Oh, J and J and J. J and J. Yeah, my my dogs are Joshua and Junie, and I call them J and J security still. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the J and J security stuff at the time because I mean Jamie Noble is so fucking funny. Yeah, he really is. Such little dudes. Ay, ay, ay. That's a um, good one. That is a good one. I, I, I'm trying to look, think of my own list. I'm like, I don't know. I got to get some more current shit on here. <laughs> it's all that's WrestleMania 1 for you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the only one I watched. Uh, Sam, you're up. All right, cool. Um, one, of the, one of the tricky things about making this list, too, is that, like, I don't know if, if you guys are doing the same thing, but, like, if I pick like a Triple H match, you know, I'm, I'm taking off all other matches that include him. I'm not going to have two matches with like the same wrestler on oh, it. Yeah, yeah, I have no duplicates. Um, I just I think that's a little a little weird for WrestleMania. It happens sometimes, but WrestleMania four is a tournament. Yeah. So just mm-hmm. so much Macho Man. Yeah. Um, but my next pick does have Macho Man. Um, it is from WrestleMania seven. It is the Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man Randy Savage in the retirement match. Mm. the eight-month retirement match yes 
Um, and the That's- only only reason I'm picking this match is for what happens as soon as the bell rings. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so for for those those who don't know, in real life, Macho Man Randy Savage was married to his longtime uh, manager, Miss Elizabeth. Um, I, Elizabeth. <laughs> I think I believe at this time they they were actually still married in real life, though on screen they were they were separated because Macho Man was all evil um, because he was the Macho King Randy Savage and he had Queen Hit Sherry. Sherry. Yes, Queen Sherry with him. R.I.P. 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 Yep, everyone in this match is dead. <laughs> um, and that's that's another crazy stat that you look up about WrestleMania. So you're like, oh. 80% of these wrestlers are dead. This is only 15 years old. That's not good. Um, I know. But so so what happens is Macho Man loses this match. He is, uh, you know, forced to retire and Queen Sherry is bullshit with him. Um, and so he's already down on the ground and Sherry starts beating the crap out of him. And on the whole night, they've been cutting to shots of Miss Elizabeth, who's in the crowd, just watching WrestleMania, just being a fan. But she sees her former man being beaten down and she can't stand it anymore and she gets out of the crowd and she's running down the aisle and she runs in and she she beats up sherry macho man gets up and he like he can't see he's like blind for (laughs) for some reason i forget why you know how you get beat up by a woman and you lose your sight (laughs) <laughs> and there's this moment where like you know he can't tell who she is and then they finally see each other and there's this this look and they're looking at each other for the first time and they're cutting the shots of like people in the crowd and everyone's really emotional and then finally they they embrace after like you know two years or something of not being together and they cut to so many shots of people in the crowd bawling their eyes out <laughs> and i watch it live at home and i'm like i'm also crying um because it's done so well Oh, um, you weren't you weren't at this one. I well, let me tell you, <laughs> I was the special guest referee. <laughs> um, at this four has, years, this old. has the great shot of Elizabeth on his shoulders as well. Yes, yes, he puts she her has, up on the Does she have the black after. black like sparkly like sweater? Yes, with the stars on it. And and yeah. it's okay. what's funny is that uh, my fiance Kaylee has that sweater. Um, oh, that's the one she wore uh, to our place for the Halloween I, thing, right? Yeah, I, yes, exactly. Um, she just like randomly has the sweater. I'm like, why do you have Miss Elizabeth's sweater from WrestleMania 7? And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's so much iconic imagery from from that what happens afterwards. I don't remember a shit thing about the match. Um, but like, again, that's part of WrestleMania is like all of that stuff that goes on around the matches um like this is the wrestlemania like the moment from the from the match and has nothing to do with the ultimate warrior um and macho man fighting i don't remember anything about the match (laughs) (laughs) i should rewatch it because i honestly don't remember much of it either and it's my fucking huge leg tattoo is from this match yeah well hell yeah Do, do you have the shot of the woman in the audience crying tattooed on your leg no, I just have Japanese style <laughs> Macho Man Ultimate Warrior as like kind of like samurais wrestling each other. Sweet. Pretty cool stuff. Super cool. And this led to the wedding. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, that fucking <laughs> clip still cracks me the fuck up, dude. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's so. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I could probably find it. You should play it. It's it's worth it's worth it. The wedding reception's amazing though. Is that where he gets bit by Cobra? I'm gonna yeah, keep the ribbon. I'm keeping the ribbon. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah, because uh, 
Undertaker and Jake the Snake Roberts just randomly attack him. I don't know what the lead up was. Uh, I don't recall. Uh, but yeah, one of the presents is a fucking cobra. Fucking the way they cut it and everything else, and he gets bit. God, that ribbon, that ribbon sound bite is so funny. Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> they were already divorced uh, by this yeah. time, right? In real life? Um, no, they were they were married already at this point. But they oh, had not I, been divorced I, yet. They hadn't. I, th- I, I thought they were divorced when they got married on. Or, or maybe they were just like really not doing well. Yeah, um, I think they were at the point where uh, like, yep, this shit's definitely ending soon. Um, but they were already married by the time this happened on air. There's a Alrighty. dark side of the ring on this whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah, the first season, there's a Macho Man Miss Elizabeth um, uh, story. Yep. The, the, he's crazy. <laughs> the dark side of the ring is, is incredible for anyone who even has a passing interest in, in the stories behind wrestling. They do such a good job. Yeah, dude, that fucking Bruiser Brody one is wild. Mm-hmm. I, think I, I think I found the ribbon. And your union in marriage. Right there, nice ribbon right there, right there. Right there. Right there. Right. Not gonna wait for Randy, nothing. Got a blender, yeah. Put together a few cocktails in that. It's in there, right there. I got a blender right here. That's great. Fantastic, yeah. We're gonna make out like bandits right now. Very good. Elizabeth, open up with this. Who I got think this me one that? is from Ed Cohen. Fantastic, yeah. Oh, oh is that gorgeous? Candlestick. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Elizabeth, I that like wedding it. dress is just well, it's next just time send money. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Open up a present. Then, oh, what should have God. been right. the happy conclusion? What the fuck is this? Oh, what a Lord fuck Alfred Hayes, dude. <laughs> oh, is that who it is? Yeah. Uh, perfect this occasion was suddenly marred by this. I'm going to save the ribbon. Candlesticks. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Next time, hear him money. opening up presents forever. Yeah, me too. <laughs> just, just send him an, an endless supply of presents. God damn, man. I miss Macho Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sad day. Two finishers to take him out. (laughs) Yep, heart attack and a car crash. (laughs) I was driving in Sarasota recently, and um, and I said to to Kate, we were we were working, and I said like, "Hey, can we swing by the tree where Macho Man died?" And she's like, "We have work to do." (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Was it in Sarasota? Yeah, it's in Sarasota. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. I guess I'll go. My number three. Is I'm going to pick no fuss, no muss. This match is great, and I don't have one. I don't have a Shawn Michaels match on my, you know, my list yet. So I'm going Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon ladder match. Nice, yeah, very good, incredible. Now, um, was this the first ladder match in WWF? I guess I believe they, so. The, it was. It, the, it's it, said as one. 
Yeah, I think the first actual one was Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, but I want to say it was on like a house show or a house show yeah. or yeah, there, there's video of it um, somewhere, um, but it definitely wasn't at, as part of a big pay per view. Yeah, once again, this is just like <laughs> as a as a kid watching this, I'm like, I I I am dumbfounded. I can't believe what I'm witnessing. This is pure. I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't be watching this at this point. You know, it's too violent. I. It's, I don't know. It's just so over the top to me at that time. And the things that they, like, they use the ladder in, in such, you know, obvious ways, but I've never seen it before. And it's really, it's a really awesome match. Uh, real quick, uh, Sam, you are correct. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels was the first ladder match in WWF on Wrestling Challenge, Wrestling Challenge in Portland, Maine. Oh, weird. Oh, Two yeah. years prior to this WrestleMania match. Yeah, I think because the the ladder match itself came from Stampede Wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Um, and but but it's funny to see the evolution of like not only the match but like the ladder that they use because in Stampede it was like a just a big wooden ladder and it looks so dangerous. Um, and then in, in this match they're using what metal ladders? Um, but now I don't know what they're made of, but I'm assuming it's styrofoam or something. Because <laughs> you because you see people go through ladders now and it breaks and it's like this clean break and I'm like well metal ladders wouldn't do that you'd just die and wood ladders would probably have splinters so like I don't know where this clean break is is coming from it's um, out of a, like IKEA wood <laughs> something like that particle board yeah right but um I think this is where Shawn Michaels kind of started to get the moniker of Mr WrestleMania mm-hmm. um. Because it was just such a, uh, such a unbelievable showing. This this is back in the day when Shawn Michaels was very much billed as like essentially he was billed as Rey Mysterio by being small uh, and going up against bigger guys, and he he just uses his his size in a way like with the ladder. It's so it's it's just done so well and it's so believable. And like Razor Ramon's obviously a great performer as well. And they do they do such a like awesome job. Even though Razor Ramon's so fucking tall, well, he was so tall. I saw him on WrestleMania last night. I think he's lost two feet of height. Mm-hmm. And oh uh, my, yeah, he's he's incredibly short now. Oh, he's had so many surgeries, and he's all punched over now, just from age and not taking care of himself. And yeah, just getting just he's alive though. <laughs> That's true, quote unquote alive. <laughs> um, but yeah, just. I have a very vivid memories. This is Razor Ramon's wearing, I believe he's wearing his, his purple and yellow trunks with the yellow razor blades. I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. I think but, John Michaels has white pants with the red hearts on them. Yeah, it's just, Maybe. just classic, classic versions of these two wrestlers. And like I said, the ladder match, mind blown. Everything, all, my whole list so far has been very much like very nostalgic remembering maybe even more so the moment in time from my life more so than like the match but yeah this match is great it's my number three so yep that's all i have um, to say about that well this this wrestlemania was the first wrestlemania that i watched live um yeah, no. and i and i i remember like it was like 40 bucks or something like that for the pay-per-view and like 
you know, I didn't come from a poor house, but like, you know, we were, we were working class, you know, and 40 bucks for like to watch like a show or whatever was kind of a big deal. So I remember like being like, oh, like I have $20 saved up for my, you know, my parents. And then they're like, okay, like it was, if it's, if it really means that much to you, it was like a big deal to, to get the, the pay-per-view. We'll um, order it as long as you keep going to the shows. <laughs> you have to promise us you're going to go to I, WrestleMania <laughs> in the future. I promise. <laughs> Um, but I remember like recording it onto VHS, you know, so we have it afterwards and rewatching this match so many times because it was so iconic. Um, it was also like risque because you got to see Shawn Michaels butt during but, it. Yep. His oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, there the was... crowd fucking went berserk for that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The ladies fucking creaming their fucking pants. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, creaming. Yeah, I'm getting all gushy. All right, they're bowling for soup. Huh? What? <laughs> bowling for soup? Their the, the oh, song. All I know is they have the fattest guitarist I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> Haven't you seen Crowbar? Yeah, but this dude from Bowling for Soup is like he looks like a actual flounder fish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, very wide. All right, great match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely great match. Uh man, all my cl- I feel like I need to take another. <sighs> this puts me in a tough spot. This puts me in a tough spot here. Um, you know what? Is this I'm your go- second to last? This is my second to last. I'm trying okay. to. Ay, 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 ay. What to do here? I don't have. There's a lot of people that I don't have on my list yet, and I'm like getting pretty upset. Um, but I'll take as my next match. This is just going to be like a personal favorite. I'm pretty sure this happened at Mania. I could honestly be wrong and look like a goddamn fool. I could Google it, but I'm just going to go on a whim here. Uh, I'm going to pick the unifying world title match between Stone Cold, uh, Triple H, and Chris Jericho. Not a WrestleMania. I don't think that's Mania. Fuck. Yeah, I think that's... It's like an Armageddon or some shit, or Unforgiven. Fuck! That's where Jericho wins both titles, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's... I wanted Mania. a... I gotta get a Jericho Yeah, because the WrestleMania that year, Jericho goes in with double belts against Triple H. Right, 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 right. Uh, if you're looking for a suggestion, don't forget that Chris Jericho faced Fandango at WrestleMania 29. <laughs> yeah, hey, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch that. <laughs> Good uh, on you. Shit. His fucking first match was at WrestleMania. So. Still up there. What? What'd you say, Big Show versus Big Bogman? Boss Man? Big Bogman. <laughs> big Bogman. <laughs> no. Just a big cranberry. <laughs> uh, hmm. uh, I fuck. I was, I'm not. I'm like not prepared for this. I forgot I was snaking. <laughs> uh. All right, let me see. I know, I know, I know what I want, but um, give me what I want. I'm just, <laughs> I'm looking for. All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, which one do I like the most here? Which one do I like the most? That one was very good. Um, I'm gonna go Kane versus Undertaker, WrestleMania. Uh. 14 or X, 21? Uh, let's see. 
Yeah, WrestleMania 14. Yep. At the, mm-hmm. actually in Boston at the Fleet Center. I was there. Fleet Center. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, at or the time it was the, yeah, it was the Fleet Center at the time. Yeah, you don't remember the Fleet Center, Fleet Bank? I do remember the Fleet Center. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with this one because this, I believe, was one of the big payoffs from Kane's debut, right? Like, this is the year that he yeah. came out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that storyline, I was very much involved in. I was very, as fully invested. I, it, as, as some fan in the audience at one point said that uh, Kane's last name is Kane Undertaker because they are brothers. That was a <laughs> pay-per-view show no, we were at. Yeah. Wait, wait. No, no. There, there's, he's, he's got it backwards because originally it was supposed to be the Undertaker's name was Kane the Undertaker. Oh, really? That, yeah, that was his original name. And, and you can see it in like some old graphics for like a second. And then they're like, how about we lose that part? Um, so I think Weird. that's where that's where that bit of m- mixed up knowledge came from. No, this kid was well, like I, f- I forget exactly <laughs> what we were talking about because it was at a it was at a pay per view that all of us were at, and I don't remember what the fucking full context was, but I remember being like, like yelling that Undertaker's last name is uh, Kane's last name is Undertaker or whatever it was. What was it? I I just don't. I just remember the kid saying that. And no, yeah, we were just me. like we we just looked at each other and were like, holy shit, this fucking kid. <laughs> um, but man, when he came down, when he debuted and he pulled the, actually he debuted, uh, it was one of the few times that Shawn Michaels was wrestling the Undertaker, right? Where Kane debuted, that match mm-hmm. never really finished. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that so, the first the, Hell in the Cell? Yeah. No, it wasn't the, the first. Second one. Yeah. But I was so invested in the storyline of Undertaker having a brother who looks fucking rad as hell. The red and black and the mask. What a monster. And sometimes, man, WWE sometimes just fucking absolutely crushes it with their costumes. Uh, There's some photos of Kane when he, that, that first year Kane, uh, house shows where he's wearing a cape. You ever see those? <laughs> yep. Yep. He had a cape for a while. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> no, it looks cool. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, the costume department's like, just, just try the cape. Okay. Just try it. Just go out there. <laughs> give it a shot. Okay. Just, I made you this cape. I really want to see it. Um. So- yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, Tim. look at that. I got oh. pictures of it. I was gonna say at at that WrestleMania, I would have been like thirteen, and I remember still being horrified of Kane that yeah. he was going to just fucking like forget about his match with the Undertaker, come busting through the crowd and <laughs> signal <laughs> me out specifically, um, and just murder me because he was so scary and that fire was super super loud in person. You could feel the heat from it from like you know twenty rows back or wherever we were. Um, he was, oh, yeah, that fire was hot. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> yeah, that Kane, uh, that Kane imagery, like his initial like run, fuck, dude, it's like one of the coolest looking fucking gears like ever. Right. The, the fucking one sleeve gone. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it looks fucking cool. Yeah, I don't. It's it's just so good. But the, I mean, he hits the Undertaker. He ends the Undertaker by uh, Paul Barron refers, I believe, and. Uh, he does a tombstone onto a chair, which is just like, oh, what? What? <laughs> what kind of madman thinks of these things? Oh, this is also the one where Pete fucking Rose gets tombstoned by Kane. Yeah, yeah, taking that gimmick. Oh no, that was the first. Was that the first time that happened? Yeah. <laughs> he's the he's the special ring announcer. That's and right. He insults the he's, he insults the fucking home team. For some reason, Pete Rose is a fucking heel, uh, and he, he he insults the home team, and then Kane just gives him a tombstone, 
and then it ends up becoming like a fucking gimmick for a couple of years where Kane hates Pete Rose. Yeah. Um but it's I had to get an I had to get a, an Undertaker match on here and this this might be during you know big gimmick days of the Undertaker, probably part of his prime. Uh this might be one of my favorites just because the story was so good leading up to it. What Undertaker was this? This wasn't fucking this is um, um, this was not the fucking um, like fucking Satan worshiping Undertaker yet, right? No, no I think he's still. This was during. Well, because the thing is, is right after, right before all this happened, uh, Paul Bearer kind of disappeared. He had like that fallout with him, so he's still very much just, I think, just regular ass Undertaker. Okay. Because all that other shit um, happened after, right? Like the corporate ministry and all that. Ministry Undertaker, that's what the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, the ministry was made to stop Austin and this WrestleMania was where Austin won the first title. His right. First title. So this is pre all that. Uh but yeah, that's my number pick. So Sam. Oh, all right. So you you did two in a row, is that right, Matt? I sure did. Okay. Sure did, Skip. Uh, all right. I was too concerned that you were gonna take my Chris Jericho match, which is Chris Jericho versus Roddy Piper, Jimmy Snooker, and Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, yeah. Believe me, I wasn't taking that match. <laughs> this the match, only redeemable thing about that was Ricky Steamboat looking fantastic yeah. still. Well, well, this match cracks me up because Chris Jericho is one of the funniest people um, of all time. That everything that that had to do with leading up to this match, uh, the fact that he's he's fighting three old people, um, fucking kills me. Roddy Piper looks like dog shit in this. Um, yeah, doesn't he have the like the fucking gigantic gut? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he got real fat. Uh, Jimmy Snooker looks like he doesn't know where he is. Um, and yeah, and then... He was just murdered somebody. <laughs> right. Yeah, 20, 30 years prior. <laughs> yeah, he's a, still he's fucking always, real in front of it, dude. Yes, he's always getting done murdering someone. <laughs> what uh, mania is this? <laughs> oh, um, 24? Oh, okay, sorry. I I'm, didn't realize if he said it or not. I'm looking uh, no, up. no, I'm... I'm making that up it could be it's around there it's like 24 to 27 somewhere in that realm of of the world i'll find out which one it is <laughs> um but but yeah and then but then you got ricky steamboat and you wind up rooting for this guy because he's old but he's still got it um and he's, 25 yeah 25 um and he's incredible and just like that was that was definitely like a big spectacle match where you just got to see chris jericho just be an asshole um and beat the shit out of three old people and then win which i think is the even the the best part and just just did so much to build his character i was to like to to who he was um and again i wasn't watching that at the time but i remember like when i got back into wrestling kind of like reading the match cards and some older wrestlemanias and being like this happened because <laughs> you see it on pa- <laughs> you see it on paper and you see the year and you're like what the fuck is happening um so i went back and watched it and it was, and it was everything everything that i wanted and more <laughs> so trying to see wh- i don't remember i i mean i was watching the time but i don't remember why this happened uh, it wasn't this the one i wasn't watching to this time this is the one where it was supposed to be Jericho versus Mickey Rourke, but then Mickey backed out. Oh, right. Because <laughs> the, the wrestler was kind of tied into it for some reason, because Mickey Rourke was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Mickey Rourke wanted to, but like everyone surrounding him was like, no, 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 you're not doing this. And yeah. He ended up knocking out Jericho, if I remember correctly. Like I think that yeah. was what it was. Yep, I think you're right. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it has something to do with the wrestler and him like 
Jericho's narratives uh, evolved towards one of the themes of the wrestler, which was respect for older wrestlers. So pretty much he stopped. He stopped. Sh- he he started shitting on old wrestlers, and that's when all these legends came back. Mm-hmm. I, I I love. I mean, one of my favorite things uh, about wrestling is just when you see someone come back that you haven't seen for a long time. Um, and just like, I mean, obviously they were billed in this one. It wasn't a surprise or whatever, but like, you know, you just, you see that Roddy Piper is going to be fighting and like, you know, that he's old and he's probably out of shape and he's probably not going to do a lot, but you're just like, but he's Roddy Piper and I want to see him in the ring again. Um, you want that entrance. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. You want the entrance and you just want to see them like, because you also know, like from watching a movie, like the wrestler, that like their existence after the fact might be a little sad. Um, you know, just talking about their glory days. I'm assuming Jimmy Snuka wasn't doing anything at the time. Um, you know, Ricky Steamboat was working with the company, which is probably, probably why he still looked great and, uh, you know, performed great. But like, you know, let's drag out the corpse of Jimmy Snuka and, and Roddy Piper and, <laughs> and, ha- and have them bump around for Chris Jericho. Um, you, you know, that's, that's something to really, to get jazzed about. So. Yeah, I always love a good a good um, legend coming back for like one more match. Man, Snooker looks just like Tamina in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. And his tit is so fucking hanging; it's silly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Jackson boob. Yeah, dude. It's always um interesting to me, like the the choices that some of the wrestlers make, where like they know they don't look good anymore, but like hey, I'm still going to dress like this. Like, The Undertaker did it for, for fucking ever. Like, when he would drop his strap in the last couple of years or whatever, and his, like, just <laughs> old man chest would just fall out. Yep. Um, Dirty boy. <laughs> and he'd be like, how about you just wear a top? <laughs> how about just wear a top so we don't have to be constantly reminded of how old you are? Yeah, oh, that's the thing. It's like, Piper's wearing a t-shirt on this match. He made yep. the right choice. <laughs> right, and, and Jimmy Snuka, yeah, looks like he's got the 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 egg, the, the runny egg hanging yeah, from a that's, nail. That's it. Titty, titty hung, hanging out with his one strap. And it's like, how about you just like put a second, you know, strap on on your top and uh, you know, just decide that thing. That's so funny. Yeah. Sorry, I was trying to figure out how to fa- uh, phrase that without saying strap on, but I failed. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Uh, what a shit match, but very funny for you to put it on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have a few. I have a few more like that that might make the list. <laughs> nice, uh, Logan. All right, I'm gonna. I'm stuck between. I want a feel good match. I'm stuck between three. I think I'm gonna go. I don't have an Eddie Guerrero match. I'm gonna go. Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, WrestleMania 20. Mm. Wow. Yep. Where Eddie retains the title um, with the the tomfoolery of. You know, he's he's selling the ankle is really hurt. So he's got to like, you know, Kurt Angle keeps putting him on the ankle lock. He manages to just barely get out every time. So he undo undoes the laces of his boot to like you relieve some of the pre- quote unquote pressure from the el- ankle that's swelling. And then he gets ankle lock again and then he slips out and then just finishes him there. It, it's such a good ending. It's a real good feel good moment because Eddie still keeps the title. It's a great match. It's Kurt Angle at his best. It's Eddie Guerrero at his best. So, yeah, I got to go with that one. Maybe Eddie also at his worst, though, right? What do you mean? <laughs> wasn't he like... No, I guess he wasn't on the verge of being out because of like all the drugs and everything. Like, When did he get fired? No, this is after he's back and he's clean. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Disparaging a legend. 
I mean, it happened. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that it didn't. I love Eddie Guerrero. I'm not fucking disparaging him, but he may have been at the outs at the time. But I was wrong. No, no. This is back when he's clean. Um, this is only like two years before he dies, though. Right. So I mean, he's he's clean, but he's still definitely injecting a shit ton of steroids into his body. Yeah. Um. So uh, Eddie Guerrero and I are, are the same height. Um. What? Not tall. not tall at all um and and i i work out every day and i try to eat like you know really clean and a ton of protein and and like you know i take like protein supplements and like creatine and things like that like i'm i'm in i'm into working out but i weigh a hundred yeah but i weigh 160 pounds and eddie guerrero weight was at least billed as weighing like 220 230 something like that (laughs) Um, which is an unbelievable difference in, in body mass. And it's just like, how do you, how do you tack that on? Oh, a fuck ton of steroids will do it. Um, which is one of the reasons that he's not here anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. So every time I look at Eddie Guerrero, I just, I just think to myself, like, we're the same size. Like, how does he look like that? <laughs> yeah. It could be the, yeah, new goal when he you. came over from WCW, like, and when he started like to get in his prime and WWE, like he was fucking massive, yeah, for mm-hmm. no reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it was probably Vince traps. is like, "Hey, why don't you hit the gym a little bit?" You know, because he likes some, he likes some thick. Yep. <laughs> hey, Logan, and- have you ever seen the um, Eddie Guerrero CM Punk match in ROH? Yes, I have actually. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah, great match. Good match. <laughs> Triple threat. Who's uh, there's a third guy in it, right? I think some ham and egg, or maybe. No, okay. it's it's Eddie Guerrero. Wait, who? CM Punk? Yeah. Said? Um. Oh, was it Rey Mysterio? No. No, I think it's. No, I'm thinking of a different match. Pretty sure it's Repo Man. Fuck. Yes, that's who it is. <laughs> I wonder if you ever got a WrestleMania moment uh, besides the gimmick battle royal. No, I remember I saw a triple threat match with uh, Brian uh, Brian Danielson, Eddie Guerrero, and Samoa Joe. Wow, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, was, I think it was like the one of the first Ring of Honor pay-per-views. Also, Super Crazy was on the card. Sick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good pick, Fro. What do you want? Your next pick? Is this the final one for you? No, Sweet. No, I'm snaking, so my one after this will be the last. <clears throat> so, this is going to be the opener of my WrestleMania. Uh, this match is one of my favorites because this came from the first WrestleMania that I I ever saw, I think, live at the time. Um, and uh, I, it holds such fucking dear memories to me, and that is Macho Man versus Crush from <laughs> WrestleMania 10, the last man standing match. Um, one, I love a good last man standing match. I really wish they did them. Um, <clears throat> and this one does it correctly where... Uh, uh, no, I'm thinking of a Falls Count Anywhere match. But nonetheless, this, the, the, this one is the last thing I'm standing. Um, but they do it right because they're everywhere. They're everywhere in the um, venue f- uh, for the most part. Um, but the ending is really what does it for me. So as a lot of people know, I'm a total Macho Man Randy Savage like fanatic. Mark, I fucking love him. He obviously has better matches, but this one is just like my best memory because it's the first WrestleMania that I've watched. Um, and I think he, he was obviously done as a wrestler technically at this point so he uh, should not have really been uh doing it uh and crush was his weird non uh 
non-Hawaiian like thing. He was just a bad guy. Uh, so they're just brawling all over the place, trying to keep each other down. And the way the match ends is Macho Man fucking ties his legs up to something and like pulleys them up. So Crush is hanging upside down. Um, and, you know, they start doing the count. Macho Man like goes back to the ring, waiting for the count to finish. But uh, it's funny because botches and like the fucking rope falls. Uh, and he's no longer hanging upside down. Um, so he could easily stand up, but he just sells it that he's pretty much out. Uh, and I love the match so much. And there's no reason I should. <laughs> no <laughs> no reason. You're absolutely right. Because, yes, the, the match is, is no. It should have been called Macho Man and Crush versus my 10-year-old expectations. Because when when it, you hear, like, they can go anywhere in the in the arena, you're thinking like, oh, they're right. They're gonna go. They're gonna go in the bathrooms, and they're gonna go on the concourse and the t-shirt stands. Then they'll battle outside and they'll roll into New York City. But like, they go like slightly out back and and like where where the wrestlers are like standing around or something. Right. Like <laughs> they they go nowhere, and then like that that botched ending is really tough to watch i think they could have also sold it where like maybe crush tries to move towards the ring but he's dragging the stuff with him and he can't make it but he just lays there like he's dead yep um <laughs> and uh, uh yeah it's it's expectations versus reality and in, in kind of a big way for that one. Oh, big time but again this is just like straight nostalgia for that first wrestlemania that i've ever seen yep. and i think it's a yeah oh, it's it i think it's a totally feasible opener you think it's gonna be fantastic but it's just like okay sure <laughs> that was a match um it's not a shit match uh but it's definitely nowhere near three stars also macho man's last match with the wwf is it the last match there yep yep okay and then he went over to wcw and and then he started his rap career oh no <laughs> uh that is so i love macho man I fucking hate that shit so much. It's so bad. It's not even funny to me. Uh, it's rough. Um, R.I.P. We're gonna listen to it. Oh, I know. You're mad, Hogan. You gonna put it on right now? Uh, yeah. Do it. What are you doing, uh, man? Whoa! I bought the CD when it came out, though. So. I'm big. I'm big. I'm big. I'm the wrestling king, but now I'm spitting lyrics. Took a break from the ring, cause I want you all to hear this. Coming in a medium, nobody expected. Been in the game for years and I'm still respected. Michael Man, Randy Savage, the two keep warrior. Critics, I'm ignoring you, donated to Jaforia. Jesus Christ. I mean, he's technically not it, bad, it's but... Better, it's better than Bad Bunny. I'm gonna say it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Bad Bunny's fucking awful. Um... But yeah, Matchman versus Crush, my uh, my my opening match. Opening okay. match, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> if you like the and show, support you go. Ah. Oh, you got something else, Rob? No, I forgot about the cleaning house, but yeah, go. Uh, if you like the show, support you go. Go to patreon.com slash network where you can support all the shows. Logan, plug in. Uh, yeah, we got my horror review and paranormal podcast, Sleep with the Light On, and uh, Lost Legends Tales of Third, the real play D&D podcast, and... Uh, not part of the network, but another show I'm launching, uh, Godzilla Destroy All Podcasts. Uh, it's up on Spotify now. It should be up on iTunes whenever the hell they decide to approve it. You got it on Spotify before uh, iTunes? Yeah. It, it approved like literally 20 minutes before I hopped on to record. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, cool. Looking forward to, to that. I'm a big Godzilla guy. Hell yeah. 
Uh, Logan. Logan. Sorry. Sam. Plugs. Yo. Ooh, plugs. Uh, you know what? That um, that uh, competition show that I did over um, oh, you know what? It's gonna be it's gonna be done before this this airs. I was gonna say voting uh, voting ends tonight for the winner, um, but I, I can't be helped now. So plugging stuff. I don't know. If you want to check out my photography, uh, I'm Sam Haddix Photo on Instagram. That's H A D D I X, uh, and you can check out my stuff there. Uh, I like to take pictures. There <laughs> you go. What am I? Uh, what's the thing? The competition you're on? I'll vote for it right now. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, it's called Cropped. Um, and if you go to my Instagram, uh, I believe it is my uh, my link right now is the voting form. And you can mm. check out uh, the picture that I went up against, unless it doesn't work anymore. In which case, <laughs> in which case, I appreciate the moral support because I'm actually clicking on it right now. I think they maybe ended it early or something. Nice. Okay. That's good radio. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um, cool. And uh, you know what? I'll plug something. Okay. Yeah, you can find my Amazon uh, wish list uh, if the name's Fro. <laughs> uh, feel free to get on there and uh, pick some shit up for me. Oh, I'll buy you something. <laughs> there you go. I think it might be just like cat litter. So, yeah. get some cat litter. I found it here. What's a dragon dildo? <laughs> oh, not, no, that's the private one. Get out of that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's it for me. Anyways, um, my number one. Or five, yeah. Or five, yeah. Um. So my second match on the card. I mean, this actually probably should be the headliner when you really think about it. Uh, but this match is coming from WrestleMania 15, and this is Butterbean versus Bart Gunn, a brawl <laughs> for the all. Um, oh my God, this match is something. It is something. Um, I don't even want to tell anybody about it. I just want people to go watch it. Um, but I guess I have to. So. This match uh, features Butterbean. This is the celebrity that they got on this uh, bill. And this is Butterbean. If you don't know, he looks exactly like his name sounds. He is uh, an amorphous blob of a human being who is actually a human king hippo from uh, Punch Out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he faces off against Bart Gunn in an actual boxing match. Um, not a wrestling boxing match. This is a straight up boxing match. And uh I on uh, let's see. Uh how long does so, this match actually last? So 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 yeah, so this is a real boxing match. There's no there's no predetermined ending to this. No, not right. no there is not. <laughs> right, because I don't think they would have scripted a, like, you know, a, a premature death. <laughs> this match is 35 seconds long. Uh, and it is Butterbean rocking the fuck out of Bart Gunn uh, to the point where I think his neck might break uh, because the way that his head spins around on his neck uh, is so unnatural uh, because Butterbean is a professional strongman boxer and Bart Gunn could beat a couple wrestlers' asses. But man, oh man, was he not prepared for this. And it's embarrassing that they put this out there. Um, I believe it is honestly... Uh, a testament to Vince McMahon um, being a piece of shit <laughs> who uh, set Bart Gunn up for uh, a, this horror, a horror show that's put on air uh, because Bart, Bart- off. Butterbean oh. and Bart Gunn and Butterbean with a stiff left to start things off. There's a left by Bart yeah. Gunn. 
What do you give the edge to in this one, King? Well, I'm going to tell you, I think without a doubt, probably butter. Ooh, wow. Oh, wow. Did you see this? <laughs> Both of these guys got robbed. He's right-handed and knocked down a part gun early on. Dude, he gets back up, right? With a hard yeah, they don't even stop him. I can't help but laugh every single time I watch it because it's just like you watch a dude almost get murdered on fucking TV. Uh, it's depressing. Yeah. Uh, but but like I was saying, so Vince McMahon's a piece of shit, and pretty much they intended on it being. Uh, they thought it was going to be real for sure, but they had different plans for what was going to happen in the finals uh, because at the time they had this wrestler in the company, uh, Doctor Death, Doctor Death Steve Williams, uh, who is a legitimate tough guy. He is always known as being like a tough wrestler, um, and they the big intention was to make him the big deal because uh, they wanted this just as beefy guy uh so they put all these wrestlers some of their bigger wrestlers in these boxing matches and uh, oh my god uh bart gunn just out of nowhere just started beating down all these wrestlers uh these these uh people and he ended up in the finals uh which was bradshaw again a notorious tough wrestler uh versus bart gunn and he knocks out bradshaw uh and it just Fuck it, I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's silly. Uh, Bart Gunn is the only person to also knock everybody out in the entire thing. Yeah, Which and is, this was his reward for it. This is yep. This was his reward for showing he's actually the toughest guy in the company, which you wouldn't think because he had a cowboy gimmick originally. Um, and yeah, he uh, <laughs> he got fucking rocked, and it sucks. I hate watching it for him, but it's so fucking funny. I remember watching Million Dollar Baby for the first time, and there's a scene in that where someone gets very injured in the ring, and just remember thinking, like, oh, shit, you got Bart gunned. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what, like, I call it the taco neck, right? Where her fucking neck hits the fucking stool? Yes. Yeah, taco neck. Um, yeah, it, dude, it's just like, when you look at it, it doesn't even make sense for some of the people that made it past, like, the rounds. Uh, so, like, Steve Blackman, who's a, you know, a karate guy, got, you know, taken out by Mark Marrow, who I guess was a, uh, a uh, boxer. He was a boxer, yeah. Um, but Bob Holly, which he probably thought was going to beat Bart Gunn, lost. Uh, then he knocked out Dr. Death Steve Williams, knocked out The Godfather, knocked out Bradshaw, and it, history has been told. Man, oh man, Dan feel Severn was in it too, right? But Dan Severn got, no, got, he got taken out by um, The Godfather. I thought he quit. I thought he like was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore after one. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I guess the Godfather uh, advanced. Uh, there's a little small aside on this Wikipedia page. It says points. Oh, I see. Yeah. So that's weird that he was like, no, nah, I'm good. I didn't realize. No, thanks. Was... Yeah, because I mean, he was another like legit guy. And he's like, I don't know if I want to get embarrassed on television like this. <laughs> Yeah, th- I mean, there's a chance he could have lost one of these because he was a MMA guy. So, mm-hmm. I think Butterbean Butter Bean went on record as saying that, like, hey, if they made this anything other than a boxing match, like, he could have won if it was like maybe a wrestling or MMA match. Oh, yeah. But they're just like, nope, straight boxing match. <laughs> so, Butterbean, who I mean, like, it's just like 
and it's like hitting like an actual shit brick house. <laughs> like nothing's going to happen when you punch him. Um, it's yeah. it's like um, or he's like Homer Simpson in, in the episode where where he's boxing, where he has that extra thick <laughs> layer around yeah. his brain, and people just punch him until they get tired and fall down. Like that's that's the way he's built. So S- yeah. Cedric Tatum is that the Dredrick Tatum? <laughs> Dredrick Tatum. Dredrick. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, I respect him. He's a good guy, but I'm going to uh, make orphans of his children. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Tatum, I believe they have a mother. Ah, uh, yes, but I would believe that she would die of grief. Yes. <laughs> And I, I really think that it would have been better if Bart Gunn came out to this match to why can't we be friends? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But yeah, that's my that's my uh, final pick. The brawl for all. Um, Butterbean versus Bart Gunn. There you go. All right. Uh, Logan. Final pick? Final Matt, pick. what was your last pick? Just to refresh my memory. Undertaker versus Kane. Okay. Um, I need an Undertaker match also. But I also need a kind of a jokey match because you guys have jokey matches on yours. What's a joke match on mine? Uh, Crush versus Savage, and then the oh, last okay. one. <laughs> uh, that last one is not a fucking joke. Uh, it's it's something. So I'm going to go with my earliest wrestling memory. WrestleMania 9, Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> That's what oh, I... God. I almost put that on my list. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, God, that match is fucking straight horseshit. My it's God. It's so bad, but... Giant Gonzalez is like eight foot tall. He hey, wears it's a up- spectacle. It's a spectacle. That's what you can say. Yeah, that's what you have exactly. it for. That's the that's the traction match. Uh, it, he wears this weird body suit that's like naked but covered in fur and muscles, and he can't move at all. He doesn't bend over, and the match ends with him chloroforming the Undertaker, <laughs> and Undertaker wins by DQ. God, that match is so fucking bad. I don't even understand what. The idea was. I I don't know either. And just imagine, like, what if he like beat Undertaker there? If there was like, yeah, just have Giant Gonzalez go over. Like, we never would have had the streak. Like, that would have oh, wow. been insane. Because mm-hmm. that was only a Taker's, like, third match or something on WrestleMania. I don't yeah, know, but I'll find uh, out. Maybe his second it was or first. Snuka and then Jake the Snake. Oh, or yeah, the other way around. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's third, but he comes up with a vulture in that one, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah, hell yeah, vulture. that's so sick. Yeah. I love that. That yeah, that's a great one. Uh, also, it, like done in like the parking lot for Caesar's Palace, which is a strange place for a WrestleMania. Uh, so that's so that's one of the coolest fucking WrestleMania venues. I still think to this day that whole it's the, out- it's the outdoor the outdoor look the the earlier in the day full sun sort of look is super cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, um, and it had that spectacle of the whole like Caesar's Palace thing. So Right. But unfortunately Unreal. when you when you watch back that WrestleMania, not only is the card really bad, but um, you know, it's a it's a Vegas event, so everyone that was in the best seats were comp tickets. And they don't know what they're watching. They don't really put any value on being there because they didn't pay for those tickets so the crowd is also just dead the whole time um it's tough to watch in a lot of respects but i i will still put it on in the background from time to time because yeah it is the cool one of the cooler looking wrestlemanias yeah yeah bobby heen on a camel like that that's worth the that's worth the watch there yeah backwards on a camel yeah (laughs) very funny so good (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I think, wasn't that Jim Ross's first uh, appearance in WWF yeah. too? Yeah, yeah, it was little baby Jim Ross. My, My God, that, that giant Gonzalez fucking suit though—it's <laughs> fucking oh. insane. 
like on this is when WWF was like peak shit. You had Mantor running around, uh, <laughs> fucking Bastion Aldo Lord. Montoya, the Portuguese Man of War, with the fucking diaper on his fucking face. Uh, yeah, yeah, ninety three, yeah. not a great time. Uh, oh well. Uh, yeah, so who's who's uh, Sam? Sam you're next. All right. Well, I guess I got one more left. Might as well do a good one, like like an actual match, because <laughs> so I've got a lot of shit on my card. Um, so, all right. So this this next match will be I don't know. I guess it's opening the show. Um, it's a Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus Randy Orton from WrestleMania 30. Hmm. Perfect ending. <laughs> or or beginning, I guess. Or beginning. Well, just the story. <laughs> it's it was like. A, a year of like the fans saying we want Daniel Bryan and them saying nah and then like the build up and the payoff was like so worth it it's mm-hmm. that it, was my first Wrestlemania watching back after not watching for like five years and I was like oh yes I need to get uh, caught up this was good and I was at this Wrestlemania oh, <laughs> but I mean but what, what I will say about it is like it's very much unlike the Roman Reigns thing where like everyone was pissed at what the main event was before it started the entire city of New Orleans was f- full to the brim with people doing yes chants. Um, and it was one of the coolest things because we spent like like a week there beforehand. And so like the last couple days leading up to, to WrestleMania <clears throat> or walking around like a downtown, um, like in the French Quarter or, or whatever. And, um, you know, it slammed wall to wall people very much pre-COVID. Um, and everyone's drunk and yes chanting from like every balcony it's coming from the inside of every bar like like i said like mr t like driving down the street like the whole city was like so jazz for daniel bryan um and i think that's the coolest thing that like everyone came together to support this guy and then like not only is he like he's at a disadvantage because of his size or whatever but then he also has to face triple h at the beginning of the night just to qualify for this match at the end of the night um and he has a great match with triple h wins and then you know this match with brian uh, with uh, batista and orton is pretty brutal there's a couple like table spots in there that are like tough to watch um i think this is when the one... randy lands on the monitor oh my god yeah that's right oh yeah <laughs> that was brutal <laughs> Is this is this also the one where his foot goes through the monitor hole, or am I thinking of a different match? <laughs> um, that might be, be the same one. It, I think it's the same one because I remember like a few things happening to Randy Orton, being like, "Oh my god, is he going to be okay?" <laughs> um, and then you know, Brian wins or whatever, and like the Superdome, which is huge. I can't even tell you how long it took me to walk to my seat in the Superdome because it's like a circular <laughs> ramp that like goes up. And so I remember finally getting inside for WrestleMania after waiting outside for like a couple hours. And it took me like 20 minutes to walk up to my seat. Um, but the Superdome, it's, it's that big. And then all of a sudden it's just, you know, like New Orleans, like yellow and purple confetti blasting everywhere. Um, just like billions and billions of pieces of confetti. And so like what a cool note to like to end on. And, and, you know, Brian's got both belts, you know, at the end of the night. Um, just such a cool like really memorable moment of like everyone in the entire city and in the entire arena like 80 plus thousand people just like so thrilled for this guy that they're like it's, they're not even happy for themselves or happy for him and it was so cool christ imagine if we lost that first triple uh, triple h match 
<laughs> yeah, everyone would be bullshit because then it's just Batista and Randy Orton. Yeah, big yikes. Yeah, because <laughs> originally that's what it was. I think originally, originally, like I think that was the year that like it was lining up, looking like it was gonna be Cena Orton, um, and everyone was like, I don't know about that. And then Batista wind up winning the Royal Rumble. And was this the every- Batista time? Yeah, uh, that that was when he came after that when he came back for uh, evolution that was blue tista okay yep at least he didn't trip getting into the ring in this wrestlemania blue tista <laughs> so and, so, so no. you got to see ultimate warrior right before he died uh yeah because i went to the hall of fame that year too um mm-hmm. because uh I think I just messaged someone on like Craigslist who was like, I have two extra tickets and I met up with this kid and he's like, here you go. And so we went to, uh, to the hall of fame because it was Jake, the snake, um, and ultimate warrior. And I cried during Jake, the snake's speech because I was so proud of him for, <laughs> for like getting sober. For, yeah. For getting sober and like pulling his shit together and then getting inducted into the hall of fame. Like it was really emotional. And then warrior and then, uh, literally packing up from the hotel to leave New Orleans and it was like ultimate warrior just died like what <laughs> i literally just saw him um so it was pretty crazy and then mr t again was at my um airport terminal and what a nice guy <laughs> you and mr t fucking best friends oh and you know what one more mr t story because <laughs> because i pity the fool who doesn't like he um uh we, we were uh going to los angeles directly after new orleans because we had like a, a commercial photography shoot and so was mr t so we're on the same plane or whatever and then we're at the luggage terminal afterwards and we're waiting for our luggage you know it's like the carousel the the bags are coming around waiting for ours and then this fucking duffel bag with giant gold embroidery on it that says mr t and the t force comes (laughs) down the thing and i'm just like i wonder who that belongs to (laughs) and then sure enough mr t and his son who I believe was also like young T or something. Uh, they they T were Force. there, the T-Force. The they collected that bag. But I remember uh, getting to see Mr. T's luggage and thinking it was pretty hysterical. That's so silly. That is very funny. Yes. So Brian Batista Orton <laughs> is my last pick. Brian Batista Orton. All right. Uh, I just tried to type that and I failed absolutely miserably. Brian. Yeah, I don't think autocorrect likes that <laughs> series of letters. No. Uh, all right. So my my last pick here is I got to have a Jericho match. So I'm going to go Jericho CM Punk. Ooh, very good. Um, yep. Probably one of the, the, I mean, he ultimately lost, which is fine, but still a good match, especially between two very high level, very respected wrestlers. <clears throat> um, I liked the, <laughs> like the, the gimmick of like wasn't he like po- like pouring whiskey all over CM Punk? Yeah, yep. I was gonna say I, I actually hated that part. Uh, Why? I didn't, I didn't love that. I don't know. Uh, a little baby, you may yeah, I'm upset. Little, little, Trigger you as straight edge boys. Yeah, a little straight edge boy. Puss. I don't know. It just it just seemed like the the cheap way to go. I don't know. I just didn't care for that. I remember uh, I didn't love the match. Okay. Okay. I was just disappointed by it. I expected something much bigger and better. And going with the like, I'm going to pour booze on him route, I thought was like, man, I expected like a fucking straight up clinic. But was this the one that was the Chicago Street Fight or was this a different one? The, this I was think the was one different. where um, you could win the title via disqualification. Okay. 
Um, and this was in 28 in Miami. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Pretty sure that's right. So this is the, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Honestly, I just picked this match because I liked both, both wrestlers in it. And I wanted to have them on my, on my mania. There, mm-hmm. there, there aren't a whole lot of Jericho options. Um, uh, Jericho, Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Shawn is fantastic. Michaels. Yeah, WrestleMania 19. Yeah, but fantastic. I don't, I don't remember that one. Uh, uh, Jericho Benoit ladder match, right? Was that Mania? I never watched wrestling when Benoit was in a WWE. I have like no, I have no fanfare for Benoit. Um, really? I really don't. I just not, not because only because I'm just unfamiliar with his time. Yeah, same here. I, I understand his. So uh, How's yeah. he doing now? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's doing pretty good. He's fine. No one, nobody, nobody Google his name. Let's let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, CM Punk, Chris Jericho. I, I mean, I would agree. Fro, the match is like it, it. For those two, it could have been better. I think they're pretty. I think they were. I think they were handcuffed pretty heavily. I think maybe like there was like a. I think one of them talked about it of like the time constraint they had, or like the things they wanted to do. They they kind of got shot down or something like that. But I would be surprised. <laughs> Yeah, because they're really two very... It sounds like Vince, like, yeah, pour booze on him. Yeah, pour... <laughs> Vince is a fucking idiot. Such good shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, man, we were talking about wrestlers coming back. It's, CM Punk's going to come back, and it's going to be way late. <laughs> you think so? I, I do think so. I think I think he is going to come back, even for like maybe not in some regards. There's going to be some moment in time where something's going to happen, and it's going to be like, and people are going to lose their mind. They're going to make their money. It's not going to be great. Everyone's going to be disappointed. I think that's going to be the entire timeline of that scenario. I hope he goes back to the Kill Switch and Cage song. Actually, I don't ever remember what that one was. Oh, well, he used uh, cult of personality even at uh, his UFC fights. Yeah. No, I know. Brutal. Um, I, I actually, I was walking around Epcot once and um, uh, In Living Color was playing. Uh, and so so that song came on and I immediately got excited because CM Punk was back. And then I realized I was at Epcot and it was literally <laughs> just In Living Color playing that song. I realized I was in real life. Right. <laughs> um, and at WrestleMania 30, I think that was like right after he left and like, Everyone was like, oh, yeah, and then CM Punk's going to come back tonight or tomorrow on Raw. And that was seven years ago. Right. <laughs> he just went out to get some milk. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, that's my that's my list. I mean, that's that's what it is. So. But uh, so just to review, I'll read everybody's list here. Uh, Fro, you have Bret Hart versus Stone Cold. You have Hogan versus Rock. Lynch versus Flair versus Rousey. Uh, Macho Man versus Crush and Butterbean versus Bark Gun. Logan, you have Hardys versus Dudleys versus Edge and Christian in a TLC match. You have Michaels versus Hart Iron Man match. Lesnar versus Reigns versus Rollins. Guerrero versus Angle and Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. Hell yeah. Uh, Sam, you have Taker versus Michaels. You piece of shit. Uh, number two, Triple H versus Sting. Number three, Savage versus Warrior. Jericho versus, uh, as I just put, the old timers. And Brian versus Batista versus <laughs> Orton. Hell yeah. I have Hulk Hogan versus Warrior, Ahmed Johnson in LOD versus the Nation of Domination in Chicago Street Fight, 
Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon ladder match, Undertaker versus Kane, and Chris Jericho versus CM Punk. Uh, I said we would do that thing, but we are so fucking far over time. We just no, there's no way we can do it. I actually like in real and realistically needed to like leave like 10 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair um but i don't want to skimp out on the fun butts so let me go here because i don't think there's that many of them i don't think there's that many pretty sure this episode is mostly for the four of us yeah probably there's like four <laughs> other fun butts there's a couple guys there's 17 comments guys. but you're fine yeah 17 comments do, 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 do. Uh, Brian Davis says number five, uh, the Dudleys, Edge and Christian and the Hardys. Uh, same one as for uh, Logan. Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Oh, that's a great match. Very good. Yeah, Macho Man versus uh, Ricky Steamboat. I'm surprised no one had that on their list. I wanted to pick it, but I didn't want all like wrestling clinics. Well, I needed to crush Macho Man on my list. Though. <laughs> uh, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, the 25th anniversary. And Bret Hart versus Stone Cold. George Cipperoni, uh hope I did this right, Money in the Bank, RV, uh, with a uh, Rick Flair? No. Oh, uh, yeah. RVD. Oh, okay. RVD, Shelton, Rick, Rick. <laughs> Flair. Flair versus uh, Finley versus Bobby Lashley versus Matt Hardy versus May 22. Rock versus Austin. King Kong Bundy. Uh, oh, so funny. Lord Littlebrook in Little Tokyo versus Hillbilly Jim, Haiti Kid, and Little Beaver. <laughs> versus the Midget. Yeah. Number two, uh, Hogan versus McMahon, 19. And number one, Gimmick Battle Royal WrestleMania 7. X7. Uh, Excellent. Daryl Prater, Hollywood Hogan versus The Rock, Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, Taker versus HBK, Taker versus HBK again. Mm -hmm. He has 26. Oh, no, I'm reading it backwards. I was going to say, I was about to lose my mind. And then Bret Hart <laughs> versus HBK, WrestleMania 12. Nice. Uh, Fro's best friend, Ryan Brown. Yo, HBK is going to be exhausted after that fucking WrestleMania, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, I'm, Flair. Flair I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry, Matt. You, ha you have to reintroduce this last person's list. I know. Fro uh, Ryan Brown, Fro's best friend. My man. My man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Flair Banks Lynch, uh, Owens versus Brett, uh, Ray versus Eddie. Number two, a triangle ladder death match from 2000. Oh, I, I put the word death in there for no reason. Triangle <laughs> ladder match. <laughs> Number one, Rock versus Austin. Uh, Mike Dill, trying not to reuse wrestlers for realism. There you go. Hogan versus Rock. Flair versus HBK. Dudley's versus Edge uh, and Christian and the Hardys. Austin versus Brett. Savage versus Steamboat is the number one. Jake Pauly. Hogan versus Macho Man. Bret Hart versus Stone Cold. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. The 25. Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels ladder match. Number one, Stone Cold versus The Rock at WrestleMania uh, 15. Dingus or Adams. X7. Was it? Oh, it's, or he says, or X7. Or X7, I'm sorry. Dingus Adams. Tom Wanks <laughs> versus Kelly Lingus. Number four, John Cutesack versus Fanny Deep. Number three, Bill Clinton versus Sasha Gray. Number two, Mandingo versus Betty White. And number one, my dick versus my wife's pussy. My wife's juicy pussy. Uh, mm. Buff Chick Dip Will. HBK versus Taker, the second. Uh, number two. Why two? Number two, Rock versus Austin. Number three, Brett versus Owen. Number four, Warrior versus Hogan. Number five, Lawler. Sleazy, Queasy, and Cheesy versus Doink, Dink, Pink, and Wink. R.I.P. Pink. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, doink as well. Hey, yeah, that's two, true. Two things, real quick. One, pretty sure that's a Survivor Series match. Uh, it is. It, it, two, I met Dink at the Olive Garden. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> don't, don't add any more to it. <laughs> First off, how'd you know, actually? No, okay, never mind. I don't want to know. 
<laughs> Dave Howard, number five, Steamboat versus Savage versus Mania 3. Number four, Savage versus Flair. Uh, number three, Brian versus The Authority. Number two, Brett versus Owen. Number one, Brett versus Austin. <laughs> Savage Flair almost made my list. Yeah, that's probably a good one. Uh, yeah, that's our list. Uh, any real quick honorable mentions? As I said, I uh, I am short on time here. Yeah, uh, Girl of Monsoon and Bobby Heenan as my commentators. Yeah, well, cool. That's fine. We're not doing that. <laughs> I know, but that's my honorable mention. All right. Uh, then I don't want to take the honorable mention. I know, Sam, you really wanted to do it, so I'll let you uh, lay out your, your production mapping. Oh, I just want outdoor WrestleMania. I want middle of the day. I want, uh, let's let's do um, uh, Jesse the Body and Gorilla Monsoon for my for my announced team. All right. Uh, any any other input there, Logan? Uh, it would take place in uh, Chicago. Uh, it would be Jerry Lawler. I'm sorry, uh, J.R. and uh, Heenan. Paul, Paul Heyman. God damn it. Why am I the worst? You all right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm dead, apparently. And that, that's it. All right. I, I, want it outdoors, I want it outdoors and snowing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Finally up in Boston. Yeah. Right? Oh, that'd be sick. I want mine to uh I want mine to happen in my backyard. Um I want to sing the national anthem and I want the commentary team to be uh oh, you think you're laughing at me singing the national anthem. Yes, that's very funny <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Uh, I want Bobby Heenan. I want two Bobby Heenans as my commentary team. <laughs> nice. Uh, Sam, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. Logan, thanks for joining us. You got it. Fro, thanks for joining us. I'm always here. All right, Matt, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Uh, <laughs> thanks for everyone. And as always, uh, we'll see you here next week when we do for our 365th episode, uh, Days of the Year. <laughs> extravaganza we'll talk to you then and as always smell you later